This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, January 7th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, after an extraordinary act of violence from a riotous mob on Wednesday afternoon forced U.S. legislators to evacuate the Capitol during the counting of the Electoral College votes in the presidential election, Congress voted in the early morning hours of Thursday to certify the results showing President-elect Joe Biden defeated President Donald Trump, Yahoo News reported. While a group of Republican lawmakers challenged the results in Arizona and Pennsylvania, those objections did not withstand a vote in either the House of Representatives or the Senate. At approximately 3.33 a.m. on Thursday, Congress certified enough electoral votes to surpass the 270 threshold that guaranteed Biden would become the 46th president, effectively ending a desperate bid by Trump and his supporters to overturn the results of the November election. The votes for president of the United States are as follows. Joseph R. Biden Jr. of the state of Delaware has received 306 votes. Donald J. Trump of the state of Florida has received 232 votes, Vice President Mike Pence declared. Moments after Pence declared Biden the winner of the election, Trump for the first time acknowledged his defeat and announced there would be an orderly transition of power. Even though I totally disagree with the outcome of the election and the facts bear me out, nevertheless, there will be an orderly transition on January 20th, Trump said in a statement. Earlier on Wednesday, Trump spoke at a large rally in Washington where he repeated numerous discredited claims, including the election was rigged against him, Yahoo News reported again. He uh, ominously informed his own vice president what he expected of him. Mike Pence, I hope you're going to stand up for the good of our Constitution, Trump said at the rally, and for the good of our country. And if you're not, I'm going to be very disappointed in you, I will tell you right now. Trump also encouraged his crowd of roughly 25,000 supporters to head to the Capitol and make their displeasure with the certification clear. Chaos ensued at Trump supporters clashed with police, broke windows and entered the Capitol and ransacked congressional offices. At least one person was shot and killed. Three other people died and more than a dozen law enforcement officers were injured. As Capitol Police finally began clearing the building late in the afternoon, Trump issued a now-deleted one-minute videotape statement directed at the rioters that began by expressing sympathy for their pain and hurt before launching into a litany of his own grievances about an election that was stolen from him. But you have to go home now, Trump said. We have to have peace. We love you. You're very special, he added. I know how you feel. Lawmakers returned to the Capitol at about 8 p.m. to resume the process. Before the certification, Pence addressed the rioters who smashed the windows and trespass into lawmakers offices uh, and the Senate and uh, the House and Senate chambers. To those who wreaked havoc on our Capitol today, you did not win, Pence said. Violence never wins. Freedom wins. And this is still the people's house. While Thursday's vote reached an explosive conclusion, the final results of the election were not at all close. Biden received seven million more popular votes than Trump with his Electoral College vote certified by Congress. Biden is now set to be inaugurated on January 20th. Now, in other news, Amazon announced that it's giving $2 billion in loans and grants to go towards affordable housing in three U.S. locations where it has major operations, Bellevue, Washington, Nashville, Tennessee, and Arlington, Virginia. Other tech companies have similarly put up significant money recently for affordable housing following complaints that they'd worsened inequality in cities where they're located by pushing up housing prices. Amazon said the $2 billion commitment would preserve or create 20,000 affordable housing units over the next five years. In sports this morning...
The Sixers beat the Washington Wizards last night in nice. South Philly. Joel Embiid scored 38 points, and the Sixers overcame the Wizards' Bradley Beal, scoring 60 points in a 141-136 win. The Sixers are an, uh, are an NBA best 7-1 and one in Coach Doc Rivers' first season in Philadelphia. They're on the road tonight with the game in Brooklyn against the Nets. Tip-off is set for 7.30. Cleveland Browns uh, coach Kevin Stefanski says his team is full speed ahead after the latest round of COVID-19 testing produced no new positive results. Earlier this week, Stefanski tested positive for COVID-19, which makes him unavailable for Sunday's playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pro Bowl guard jo- uh, Joel Betonio and wide receiver Kadaro Hodge will also not be uh, at Sunday's game after testing positive. Stefanski said that no other player would immediately be going on the reserve COVID-19 list after contact tracing yielded no high-risk close contacts. The NFL playoffs begin on Saturday, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Here we are on a Thursday morning together. We, the President and Steve Show, will uh, do what we can to whisk you away from the ugliness of the real world and... uh, Continue to be our distraction that we've been for the past year or so. I mean, is already out showing uh, Preston 2021, looking back at 2020, saying, hold my beer. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But one of the things that we can remind you of, a little shining thing to to focus on, is the fact that we start MMR's No Sad Dough tomorrow morning. There you go. I want to make sure I drive this home because uh, we don't want you to miss the opportunity to win yourself 500 bucks, and it is seven times a day. Now, we stand corrected. We had said yesterday we've never done one seven times a day. We actually did it. Earlier this year. I forgot. I forgot, too. I, yeah. It just blew me away. Though. I know. I'm looking at these times. I'm going 8, 10, noon, 2, 4, 6, 8. That's a lot of numbers. Who do yeah. we appreciate? Yeah. MMR. MMR. Yeah. MMR. All right. So we have a chance for you to earn 500 bucks, and it's seven times a day, and it starts tomorrow. We get the opportunity to kick that off, and we get to do it twice, which is cool, 8 and 10 a.m., and then, of course, it carries on through the course of the uh programming day on MMR, so don't miss uh, that opportunity, but that's tomorrow. So, uh, But today we have some other things planned. Of course, we're going to get into the entertainment report, the uh, stupid question and all that stuff. We will break. We will come back in just a moment, have your opportunity to win some goodies as we begin this day, and we will have sunshine. It'll be up here shortly. It's nice. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Shop, play, win, Monopoly starts March 3rd at Acme. Get ahead of the game and download the app before March 3rd and earn five bonus tickets, 10 tokens added to your Shop, Play, Win account, and entry to win a $25 grocery gift card. Every ticket wins a prize, money-saving offers, or tokens for sweepstakes. Download the Shop, Play, Win app to play today. No purchase necessary. See rules at ShopPlayWin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Okay, so stupid question this morning. We are going to give away a Blu-ray combo pack of Love and Monsters. And the question I have for you is this. Nick, you might know this. A newborn rabbit is called a what? 215-263-WMMR. You guys used to have a pet rabbit. We did, yeah. That's a good I don't think I know the answer, though. Okay, a newborn rabbit. I mean, there's an obvious answer, but I don't think that's it. It's not a bunny. Okay. All right, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. I'll go through some birthdays today. Thursday, January 7th. It is Nicolas Cage's birthday today. Happy birthday to me. Has anybody <laughs> seen the Swear Word show not on yet. Netflix I've just yet. seen clips. I do want to watch it. I haven't I, had I a think, chance to check it out yet. Uh, there was one that just came up online of him addressing the word bitch. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, he's playing it the right way. He's right. a plan, you know. He's obviously he's trying to be a, a scholar, but he's doing it in just the, enough tongue in cheek to make it funny. Yeah, you know, he's, he's sitting in a in in a library room in a leather chair, <laughs> walking you know, around. Yeah, exactly with that whole thing and you know the cocktail, and it's uh, it looks like it's going to be great. I you, hope so. You know, you forget though because he can do comedy very well and has um, just what a good straight actor he is, mm-hmm. and he is so. Uh, he's just, he's the epitome of quirky. Yeah, I mean, like, leaving Las Vegas, he's done some hard-hitting dramas. He, Oscar for that, did he yeah, not? I think so. Uh, he is uh, 57 today. David Caruso uh-huh. of CSI Miami is yes. 65 years old today. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Drive-by oh. Miami style. <laughs> oh, yeah, the little buttons. <laughs> you don't spend $1,000 on clothes that you're never going to wear. You notice no one, no one ever like spend a thousand. Hey, hey, detective! Oh, I'm just trying to finish my tagline. Miami. It's been ten years since the Florida ship got pirated. Until now. <laughs> and he always yeah, took his sunglasses yeah. off at that time, oh, yeah. and no, I just he, he would put them on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 he'd, he'd put them on. on. That's yep. what it is. Okay. I would just have to see him one time. Go, I got nothing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he hasn't worked since that show. No kidding. Yeah, no, no the, actor credits. The word is uh, he is uh, difficult to work yeah. with. Yeah, and that that his career there ended in 2012, so he hasn't worked in quite some time. Yeah. Was it that show or a different show that he had left to do movies? NYPD, NYPD Blue. He he'd gone off to uh, to do some movies. He's been in some really good stuff. Yeah. You know? Uh, he is 65 today. Katie Couric uh, celebrates her 64th birthday. I got a story coming up involving her in just a little while. Remember, she was known for, uh, she was, <laughs> no, it probably shouldn't, you don't want to attribute this to uh, the news thing, but she was known for her legs, her games. Oh, really? Even she would exploit the fact. I oh, did not know that. I don't think I've ever seen taking a good look at her legs. Very leggy. Okay. Uh, but she's really short, though. She is, she? yeah. But if you oh. look, there, 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 there is a big love of Katie Couric legs. She is 64 today. It's also Dustin Diamond's birthday today. Yep. Great No, Did they, now, in the, in the reboot, yeah. uh, or not reboot, well, yeah, I guess it is kind of a reboot, but sort of a continuation. Have they addressed Screech? He will be, he will be coming on the show. Really? So, so yeah, that's oh. my understanding. So, he's, okay. so everyone at some point will be making it on, and even Dustin Diamond will be on the show. Now, you remember in the, as they, they put, they pulled new cast members in, and he was still like he was like a staff member of the school. He was still acting yeah, like a yeah, complete yeah. idiot. He was in yeah. I, they, they'll have to tamp that down a little <laughs> bit now, as they are full on adults. How like, could they? He, no, that was they, no, that was he, him. He's clinically insane. <laughs> I mean, he's forced Gump level stupid. So you can't you can't bring that over now. <laughs> uh, th- um, then it just becomes it's not amusing anymore, and it's just very sad. Yeah, Dustin Diamond is forty four today. Uh, Jan Wenner. Yes. The founder and publisher of Rolling Stone magazine is 74 years old today. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen him interviewed. You know what? That might be something to look for. I have. To look up. He's a little full of himself. Yeah, uh, I, I, would, I would assume so. And he holds grudges, too. You know, you know the way he's he summarily kept uh, various acts out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which was mm-hmm. he was integral in creating. Yeah. Not a big fan of his, but, you know, he's 74 today. Uh, however, I am a big fan of this guy's uh, this guy, and he celebrates a birthday, and that's Kenny Loggins. Ah, oh. Kenny. I think Kenny Loggins gets overlooked quite a bit, uh, but he is he is a great vocalist and uh, a great songwriter too. Danny's song is his, right? Oh my God. It's one of the most beautiful songs ever written. It's absolutely outstanding. Um, 
This is Danny's song. This is Danny's song. I don't have Danny's song, guys. Let's we'll work with me here. You know Danny's song, though, right? Mm, I, I keep thinking of uh, Elton John. we ain't got, got money, money, that's it. I'm so in love with you, honey. Everything will bring a chain of love. In the morning when I rise, I bring a tear of joy to my eyes and tell you everything's gonna be alright. Yeah. <laughs> That actually, timing-wise, it was oh, wasn't too bad. Uh, is does he have anything to do with the music for the new Top Gun movie? I would hope so. Yeah, yeah you got to do at least a little homage to it. I haven't him. seen anything. Oh yeah, we have. This is the new. Uh, this is the theme song to it. Oh, yeah, this is a new Top Gun. Yeah. Top loose. Uh, no, and this is a great song too. But yeah, he's a great singer-songwriter. Celebrates his seventy-third birthday today, Mr. Kenny Loggins. Uh, Dougie Doug comedian and actor he was on uh cosby show uh i think it was yeah the the follow-up to well no he was on cosby not the cosby show right right cosby was that the cbs one the yeah. one in philadelphia with madeline Kahn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and uh felicia rashad was his wife again in that series yep. correct but he played a different he played like archie bunker a di- completely yeah. that yeah. wasn't uh huxable wasn't he probably played closer to what he really is mm. Uh, so, uh, Doug E. Doug is uh, 51 today. Linda Kozlowski from the Crocodile Dundee movies yeah. is uh, 63. She married him. I think now maybe they're divorced, but they got married because of the movies. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you see her naked, right? Or you don't? You right see her kind of from the side. Yeah, you can boobies. see some side boob. Yeah. Yeah, you know some, where you uh, Side croc. Where you do see her naked is in Dragon Slayer, uh, Casey. Okay, so that's why. Uh, you see her in, from the neck down in the water. Okay. I don't know if that was actually her Those body were or not. Legit, the first boobies I ever saw. I Wait a second, share mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I thought you said that. Uh, no, Kathleen Turner. No, 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 no. no. Kathleen Turner's uh, wet T-shirt oh. in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in uh, "Romancing the Stone." I stand corrected. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. a pivotal moment for Casey. Yeah, because I've never even seen Dragon Slayer all the way through. But I saw that part. I do remember when we had Kathleen Turner here in the studio, and you told her that <laughs> that that was an important moment it was an for you. Eight. And and I remember her response. She paused and she goes, "Well, isn't that nice? <laughs> well, isn't that nice? Uh-huh. <laughs> You're uh, a funny little fellow." Uh, Linda Kozlowski is sixty three, and then the last birthday is Jeremy Renner, mm. uh, yeah. and who is uh, I, I love. Uh, him in the MCU. He's excellent. And now they're working on the the series. And now you're seeing the commercials. They're really hitting uh, hard for uh, WandaVision. Uh His series is almost uh, the the, the, uh, first run of episodes. I think they're nearing completion on that. So we're finally going to start to see this crap you've been waiting for. This is the, I think, my favorite movie opening of... Of all time. Probably because I've watched it so many times over the last couple of years. But this is in Endgame. This is how Endgame opens. Okay. With uh, Jeremy Renner. His family disappears. And then this song comes on. uh, And then you go cut to the middle of space with uh, Tony Stark. Tell us the rest of it. (laughs) No, but you're right. It was was an interesting way to start that movie. You certainly weren't expecting it. It was low-key, certainly. Uh, Low-key. Low-key. Hey! Uh, and uh, a lot of other great movies, including The Hurt Locker. Uh, so he celebrates his 50th birthday today, a big birthday for him mm. uh, today. So I didn't get him anything. To everyone celebrating their birthday. Still Let's see time. if we can get an answer to the stupid question. A newborn rabbit is called a what? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Patrick. Hey, Patrick, good morning. 
Hey, good morning. Sorry about your work. Now, Patrick, I need to know the answer. Newborn rabbit is called a what? A kitten. Kitten, yeah. Really? Hey. Interesting. Hang on, Patrick. Do they steal that from cats? Don't know. Uh, we're going to give you a Blu-ray combo pack of Love and Monsters starring Dylan O'Brien, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, and this fun-filled adventure delivers epic action and laughs as a young man makes a dangerous journey in a monster-infested world to be with the girl of his dreams. Own it now on Blu-ray, 4K Ultra HD and digital. Rated PG-13, and that is from Paramount Pictures. We will start with the Kardashian stuff uh, and Kim and Kanye. Uh, Kim is apparently hoping to kick off this year on a healthier note. Well, that's great news. Right before reports of her split from Kanye landed, she shared her hopes on Instagram stories, posting videos of her working out with her trainer, Melissa Alcantara, and wrote, Sister Boot Camp starts this month. Plant-based and two workouts a day for 30 days to get our mind and body right for this year. Now, while it's unclear if the reports of their split or rumors or something more substantial, uh, they are uh, coming in hot and furious. Sources tell us that settlement talks are ongoing. Kim wants to control the PR campaign of the divorce, and she was blindsided by leaks about the divorce reports. Imagine that being a part of your divorce where who's going to get to handle the PR? Mm Mm-hmm. But that I could, that that does impact their their livelihoods, I guess. But um, so listen, this is one where they could easily walk away and and not even split property. I guess the big issue would be the custody of the kids, right? Yeah, yeah. The insider adds that uh, Kim and Kanye have not been together in weeks and didn't spend the holidays together. She has reportedly she has yeah uh, has hired high profile divorce lawyer. Laura Wasser on retainer for months, and uh, Laura helped Kim in her split with Chris Humphreys. And he supposedly wants his wagon wheel coffee table back. Oh, man. Which is, uh, you know, they're going to have no trouble getting that. Uh, So, meanwhile, fans are speculating that Kim has already moved on from Kanye uh, with Van Jones, who's a CNN commentator whom she's worked with on prison reform. Really? That's a rumor. That's a mind blower. One person tweeted out, I try not to dip too deep into the gossip pool, but Kim Kardashian and Van Jones is not far off base. She's trying to pass the California bar to become a lawyer. Van Jones is a lawyer. At least she's calculated. Um, Another wrote, Kim Kardashian and Van Jones, an inevitable love story. Of course. Van has spoken highly of Kim in the past, telling Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live in 2019 that she is brilliant and will make a good lawyer because she is incredibly persuasive and persistent. Listen, she's she's achieving stuff. I mean, she's she's managed a lot. She's orchestrated a lot. Yeah, she's calculating, but she's... The results are there. So love her or hate her, I mean, what she's doing is working. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it just provides hours of entertainment. Olivia Wilde reportedly ousted Shia LaBeouf from Don't Worry Darling over his problematic behavior. But the drama didn't end there. She had directed Shia and Margaret uh, Qualley, his rumored girlfriend, in the music video for Love Me Like You Hate Me, uh, sung by her sister, Rainy Qualley, who is also known as Rainsford. Uh, but it didn't end well. According to The Hollywood Reporter, LaBeouf had submitted his own cut of the video before she'd been able to finish it. He sent the cut over on a group email, and Olivia Wilde responded, writing that she'd look at it and submit her own cut. LaBeouf then wrote back, 
saying the correct response would have been to write thank you and that we should go with this in reference to the one he That's a little pompous, isn't it? Yep. So especially since it wasn't asked to do it. Uh, per a source who saw the email, he also wrote, great jazz musicians know when not to play. You weren't asked to do it. <laughs> so Wild wrote back, and she just said, I'm out. And her name has been removed from the project. Huh. Uh, LaBeouf's on and offset behavior has been the subject of much controversy, and he is currently being sued by FKA Twigs over his alleged abuse over uh, her of her during their relationship. It's a shame, man. And now, meanwhile, Wilde ended up casting Harry Styles in LaBeouf's old rule, old role, which uh, led to a much buzzed about new romance. And sources tell people that the pair started out as friends, but it quickly turned romantic. Their chemistry was very obvious. Uh, Wild split from Jason Sudeikis in early uh, last year, uh, and Styles joined the film in September. He plays the husband of Florence Pugh's character, and a source says uh, during the breaks in the filming, he wasn't able to stay away and would visit her trailer. The pair were photographed holding hands at a wedding in California, and sources say that he has introduced her. Uh, there as his girlfriend. Well, sometimes when you work together, you're going to get that. I mean, yeah. that well, you and I fell in love with Bill instantly, yeah, yeah. and you know, and it was part of the deal. And Had then, to resist, yeah, 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 for the betterment of the show. Of course, you got to think about yeah, the big yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen had sat down with Variety to discuss his decision to move forward with the Baron subsequent movie film on uh, Amazon. The highlight or low light of the film was the scene with Rudy Giuliani. And it reveals that the former mayor of New York City refused to take a COVID test when he showed up for the mock interview. He had told a variety, uh, there was this debate of, what do we do? Do we go ahead with this scene? What happens if he has coronavirus? And we concluded that it was worth the risk. And the interview, of course, uh, turned into an overnight classic uh, with him appearing to proposition his interviewer, Maria Bakalova, playing Borat's daughter, Tutar. Uh, then he led her into his bedroom and he stuck his hands down his pants. Uh, Bakalova told Variety, I felt like uh, he would not do that with a man, and I should be seen as a woman and not a sexual object. Um, Cohen had said uh, he, he had waffled over doing the film at all, but he decided that he had to. He had said, I felt uh, democracy was in peril, and I felt people's lives were in peril, and I felt compelled to finish the movie. But he also heard this is probably going to be his last uh, foray into the Borat world. This is a follow-up uh, to yesterday. We talked about Dr. Dre was in the hospital for a possible brain aneurysm. And then Kathy alerted to me this a little bit later on in the day. His home in Brentwood, uh, Los Angeles, was the apparent target of a burglary ring. That sucks. So they obviously saw that he had uh, the medical issue, that he would not be there. And yeah. they uh, they did that. Police, and that's just bad cricket. Police say the suspects would bang on fences and doors before breaking into homes. Authorities initially believed the group may have been targeting Vice President-elect Kamala Harris's house in the area, but investigators determined a home owned by Dr. Dre was the actual target. Uh, The burglars attempted to break into Dre's home around 10 p.m., but they weren't able to get inside. During a surveillance operation in Brentwood, officers spotted an SUV believed to be involved, and after a short chase, the suspects were apprehended. Four people were taken into custody. I always assume that these people have, like, around-the-clock... Live security, right? You know, not only With that kind of money. Yeah, live security. Maybe a few Shih Tzus wandering the, the uh, premises. Right. Uh, inside the suspect's vehicle, investigators say they found a backpack full of burglary tools, saws, and crowbars. Uh, Dre has not released a public statement on the attempted burglary, but he did say Tuesday he was doing great and getting excellent care at Cedars Sinai Medical Center. 
A year ago, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry announced their decision to leave their senior royal posts. It changed their lives, the royal family and the royal family forever. And now they're thriving in California. have signed a multi-million partner, million dollar partnership uh, with Netflix and Spotify. So it's been a year ago that they officially did that. But amid Harry's fresh start, he's hoping to renew his frayed bonds with his brother, Prince William, uh, according to uh, us reports. So they're going to go fishing? What are they going to do? I don't know. Uh, a um, commenter said, uh, or, or an insider said, uh, William and Harry's fallout was very real, very ugly, and incredibly intense. Uh, they'd reached an impasse. There was so much mud under the bridge, and a lot of people felt their feud was beyond repair. Uh, Harry and Meghan's decision to leave the family reportedly made their issue much worse, obviously. Uh, the insider said that uh, it's certainly been a roller coaster for everyone involved, everyone, especially the brothers who are vowing not to let things get this out of hand in the future and have learned mm. a lot from this difficult experience. I know what they're saying. I had a, a taco salad last night, and there was mud under my bridge. Oh, oh no. man. Yeah, it happens, man. But I, 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 it, it, it'd be good to see them back together in, in some way. You don't want to see a family torn apart by this stuff. Brothers got a hug. Brother's got a hug, man. They don't shake hands. No. Uh, they they hope to uh, reunite. They should in probably go to the garage and do karate. Uh, they hope to reunite in England at some point in 2021. Uh, the Cambridges will travel to Santa Barbara and see the Sussexes on their new home turf. We're here. Or maybe they'll stop in for a little visit. Uh, well, maybe not this year for Tom Holland. He hit up Twitter to share his struggle with dry January. Of course, huh? the annual practice oh. in which uh, participants choose not to drink for the month, uh, saying that I was doing really well. I about- thought I thought Dry January was the name of someone for a second press. I'm like, oh, January Jones? No. January, of course, Dry January. No. So he said, uh, I was doing really well for about 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Along with a crying, laughing emoji. And uh, fans felt his pain. One wrote, Dry January, after 2020, I would stand no chance. <laughs> Uh, I was under consideration. Rethought that yesterday after watching the news. <laughs> so I may dive right back into drinking this week. I would, I'd love to see a drunk Spider-Man where he <laughs> just walks down an alley and he's just hanging by, uh, <laughs> just motionless, hanging by a three. Uh, <laughs> Press, uh, Jen Fred was going to do it as well. And then she posted yesterday. She goes, dry January canceled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I could see that happening to a lot of people after yesterday. Uh, Christy Brinkley has a new hip. And she's loving it. <laughs> okay. She, she shared on social media that Is it had, a Fendi? She had a hip replaced after an accident in 1994. She had said, uh, New Year, new hip. Yes, that's a band aid on my hip. I injured my hip in a backcountry skiing helicopter crash on a mountaintop in Telluride many years ago. I remember when that happened. Uh, did, was her husband killed in that, or no? No. What time w- it was she? Who was she with? Who was she married to at that time? It wasn't Billy Joel, right? That would be the no. It was no. Somebody, somebody else. Um, I, I don't remember. I thought there was. I'm, I'm getting the death involved. Different stories stuck in my head, but uh, John Denver. She said uh, the pain in in my hip got a little bit worse each year. Uh, she's 66 now, by the way. What she year was great. it? What's that? What year was it? 1994. So she said, been married four times. That year would have been uh, Richard Taubman. I don't know who that is. That's Richard post, Taubman. Yeah, post Billy Joel. And then, uh, Steve, you might be thinking of that guy, Peter Cook. She was married to him first. That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so she said, 12 years ago, I was told I needed to. it needed to be replaced, but the surgery was daunting, and I had things to do. 
But quarantine put a damper on any plan, so I decided to finally take time for myself and do something about the pain that had progressively influenced my decisions. So she watched a YouTube video and did it herself. (laughs) She said, I wanted to be ready to be able to say yes to opportunity. She continued saying, I'm writing all of this to say that if you've been putting something off that could improve your well-being but hesitate out of some sort of fear, I suggest learning as much as you can about the process and the results and expectations. I found the best doctor for my circumstances, and voila, and I can't tell you how happy I am to have the, have done this. That's the doctor's name, voila? Voila. Yeah. Um, the thinking used to be that if you had a joint or something that would an issue, and you, you, you know, you were in your 30s or 40s, you, you wait, that you'd wait. Right. And, and get it replaced later on. But now, I think the duration of these things that they put in... Yeah. Can last much longer. So, I mean, why would you want to go for like 10, 15, 20 years? Yeah, you're, we're talking quality of life. Quality here, of right? life, yeah. So, yeah. You still have to have them replaced, though. My A friend of Do mine you? Yeah, had to get it um, very young. He had some sort of like something that ran in the family, and he had to have both of them replaced. But, yeah, they said eventually you're going to have to get it again. Right, right. And that's the thing. You know, do I do, I do it just once? When I'm a little bit older and right. I have to have it done twice, or you, you know, do it, so. do it twice and have you know quality of life and two surgeries right. rather exactly. than less. But of the concern of life is and... if you get older yeah. and surgery becomes dangerous, you know what I mean uh, to your health once you hit a certain age. So there, you know, I don't know. Ah, the hell, the hell. We're all pretty. I want to get my shoulder fixed. I just did, uh, but uh, the the doctor that I went to was like, it's not bad enough. I'm like, dude, it hurts all the time. Mm-hmm. So what would they what would they put a like a, 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 a I don't know. What do they put in there? I, it, it's uh, I, I don't know. It wouldn't oh. be a replacement. It would be a, a repair. Okay. You know? yeah, so. My brother had the repair done, and he's also he's young, um, and he said it was terrible. Oh, I know. Everybody <laughs> I've talked to has had shoulder really? surgery. Yeah, so shoulder, shoulder surgery is excruciating. Said, the he, recovery. It's hard is to say. Well, and he said he wasn't prepped for it. Like nobody told him it was going to be that you know, difficult of a recovery. He ended up having to go, um, I think he sent his wife to go buy a recliner. They put a recliner in the house because he couldn't sleep. sleep. Like, he couldn't lay down and sleep. Yeah. If he, he couldn't lay on that side and then he couldn't lay on the other side because the it shoulder would, it, hanging uh, was, yeah. like, just as painful. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. she had to go get him a recliner so he could sleep in the chair. But um, he's back to playing golf and, like, all that kind of stuff. There, so. there you go. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If you can deal with recovery, then the the, the, the outcome is going to be, yeah. you know, uh, the, the payoff is going to be there. So, uh, anyway, enough about me. Let's go back to celebrities. Uh, and I don't know how to say this guy's name. Uh, Roger Jean Page. R-E-G-E. How would you pronounce that, Nick? You you know French. Reg, maybe? Reg Jean Page. Ooh. Uh, stars good. as the Duke of Hastings in the show Bridgerton. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, he has increased his odds of becoming the next James Bond. He is 5-1 uh, to one now, according to the betting firm Ooh. at Ladbrokes. It is Roger. Is it Roger? Yeah. Okay, Roger Jean Page. He's really good looking. Uh, so, he's uh, throw another name on the pile of potentials for James Bond. But, I mean, these are just betters that are, that right. are coming up with right, these right, right, right. So, they're not real insiders, but... Um, maybe. You I actually know. suggested to someone yesterday, I was like, you need to watch this show. She's like, yeah, I don't know if I'd be into that. And I was like, trust me, with this guy in it, you're, you're going to be wow. into it. She's like, all right, got it. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, it's the sex scenes are pretty intense, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, I've heard. it's not like super graphic or anything like that. Like, it's, it's well done, but yeah, there's a lot of, um, sex scenes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Katie Couric, it's her birthday today. She's been signed to take over the hosting reins of Jeopardy for a week, uh, according to several people familiar with the plan. Now, I'd heard initially that they were going to go with a temporary fill-in host, Ken Jennings. They are. They oh, are. Right. They're going to try. This is just right. for a week. Uh, Couric will be among the first 
guest host to helm the game show after the final episodes with uh, Alex Trebek air this week. Kirk declined to comment when asked about the booking or whether she is uh, interested in being Trebek's successor on a full-time basis. Representative for Sony Pictures Television, which distributes Jeopardy, also declined to comment. Uh, The producers of Jeopardy have previously stated their plans to have guest hosts after the final Trebek episodes air until a permanent replacement is chosen. Uh, Ken Jennings, like you said, Steve, has also been booked to handle the program. Are they talking to Joe Pesci? Uh, Not that I've seen yet, but you never know. That would be cool. Uh, It's likely that the guest host stints will play a role in determining who will succeed Trebek. So it's kind of a, you know, they're kind of trying people out. Testing it out. Actually, uh, uh, Trebek had actually given a few names that he thought, and he he wasn't, you know, he jokingly said initially Betty White, but uh, he did give a few names. I wonder if they're entertaining any of the people he'd suggested. It's a good question. When when did you say his last episode is? Friday. Friday. Yeah, so you got two more left, and that's it. Okay. Have you watched any this week? I watched last night. Yeah. And uh, I got Final Jeopardy right. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. I was what proud was, of you. What was yeah, the question? Well, so, so the category was blockbuster movies, and right. the question was uh, this movie was set in uh, 1917 World War One, And... Uh, the biggest World War One, one box, bu- yeah, box office grossing uh, movie of all time, and yes. it was released in 2017. What was that movie, Preston? Right, I saw the answer. It was Wonder oh, Woman. Oh, yeah. It was Wonder yeah. Woman. Yeah, yeah. and, and none of them got it. No, they all guessed like 1970. One guessed Dun- Dunkirk. I was I like, guess- "That's World War Two. I guessed Dunkirk. Did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could. Well, I was racking my brain trying to think of. Uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta come up with. But that. Alex, yeah. the way Alex asked the question yeah. or, or gave the clue was now listen. Yeah, carefully. Yeah, carefully. Yeah, because it's not really yeah. a World War One movie, and so that throws you off a little it's bit. It's going right? to make you wonder <laughs> about the answer. Uh, Peacock has set the premiere date for its next continuation of a beloved classic sitcom, Punky Brewster. So many people love, I mean... Pu- that show was very popular. Yeah, I listen. It kind of came it. and went, though. Really? Well, it was, well, it was in my wheelhouse was because Soleil Moon Fry and, and me were the same age. Right. And she was cute. And, so, and she was fun. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. And she, she lived with like a crotchety grandfather or something? No, he like was that? not crotchety. He wasn't he was, crotchety. No, yeah. he was great for her. Okay. Um, yeah. Four seasons. Yeah, it will premiere February 25th uh, on Peacock. And all 10 episodes of the series will drop at once. Following Punky, Soleil Moon Fry, uh, once a bright young girl being raised by a foster dad in the 1980s series, Punky is now a single mother of three trying to get her life back on track. In the new series, Punky will meet Izzy, who is Quinn Copeland, a girl in a foster system who reminds her of her younger self. Uh, Sherry Johnson reprises her role as Punky's best friend, oh. Sherry. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and the series also stars Freddie Prince Jr., uh, Punky's ex-husband, so he'll be playing a character called Travis. Uh, Noah Cottrell as Diego, Oliver De, Se- uh, De Los Santos as Daniel, and Lauren Lindsay Donzes as Hannah. Was, um, I'm sorry. Right, no. no, I was going to ask, because uh, there were other like you know contemporaries of hers in this show. Was was it um, Giovanni Ribisi? Was he in that show with her? Oh, I don't know. There was I, somebody like that. He, he might have been a little... Too young for that. Maybe you are. No, I, I think we're around the same age. I can't remember. Do you I don't know. Only uh, full disclosure: one of my cats is named after Punky Brewster. Oh, really? So, yeah. Yep. Punky. Punky? Yeah. Punky. Oh. <laughs> so it's interesting that uh, that the the girl that she's uh, that she meets is named Izzy, you know, and is also a foster uh, child. Izzy Punky. They're ah, really they're trying to yeah. trying to mimic that. I remember Solomon Fry as being one of the first people that they made a big thing about the breast reduction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Well, I remember seeing her. 
on like Celebrity Double Dare back in the early '90s, and I was like, "Where did they come from?" <laughs> hey, that by was the way, reduction. By the way, Giovanni Ravisi was on Blossom. Ah, okay. in 1991, I guess he did one episode. Okay, that's um, there's somebody I'm thinking of that was is like him, but. I have I'll a qu- figure it out. I have a question about uh, about so Punky Brewster. The story was she was she was a foster kid. Yes, and that was that was you know they, there there has to be a story behind a hook. Yeah, what was what was Blossoms? She was just a uh, just a girl, just, just a, a girl, just a teenage girl. Yeah, yeah. but but but, but a, an iconoclast, and that was part of her deal. I would say um, the thing that I always remember Punky Brewster was Punky Brewster had was the one of the first times I heard. A special episode. Okay. And oh, I really? think there was one that dealt with a molester. Oh, wow. oh God. Uh, do you guys, do you watch it fairly frequently? Do you remember that episode? Well, I don't remember that. I mean, I, I remember loving the show, but Marissa, <laughs> you know me, I don't remember much. Blossom? I think Blossom was um, single dad. The, single the mom, dad. The okay. mom had died, oh, so it was right. single dad raising three kids, two boys, and then this girl. Ted Wass was the dad. Yeah. I don't know why I and know that. The girl he doesn't know what to do with. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That was okay. It. And they were all, like, all three kids were, like, you know, special in their own way. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember that. But dude, like different strokes. They really hit on some. There was a um, a couple of different molester. Uh, oh episodes. yeah. Oh, they covered a whole bunch of everything. Yeah. And they, they had. I think they probably pound for pound had the most a special different strokes. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Uh, one of the best uh, when when they take uh, TV show intros or clips and they they change the tone of them. <laughs> the one for different strokes. <laughs> And, and it, 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 it positions yeah. Mr. Drummond as, as a pedophile, yeah. well, essentially, picking these kids up off the street. That's where this music label. comes from. Is that? This is where that music comes from. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's... The car pulls up. The win- they're the kids on the street, and with this music behind it, it's like, this is guy's a pedo. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like what they did with The Shining and turning that into a feel-good movie by using <laughs> Salisbury Hill. Yeah, I love it. In uh, some of those clips, so... Uh, let me see a couple of other things. Um, uh, here, uh, some some streamer information or or different. Uh, well, I don't know. Roku? Would you call that a? Well, it's a streaming. Uh, it's a streaming device. Device. Yeah. Uh, reached fifty one point two million active accounts by the end of uh, the year, up from thirty six point nine million in twenty nineteen and thirteen point four million in twenty sixteen. Uh, Deadline reports I'm excited that uh, this is according to uh, CEO Anthony Wood. He said, I'm excited that more than 50 million households now turn to Roku for their TV viewing. I think uh, 14 million, 50 million, that sounds about what I'm paying a month for all these services. (laughs) Right. Uh, He said the world is moving uh, to streaming and we look forward to continuing uh, to help viewers, advertisers, content pushers and TV manufacturers succeed in the streaming decade. And then one last story, uh, the 2021 Sundance Film Festival has canceled plans to hold L.A. drive-in screenings amid a terrifying resurgence of COVID-19 in the state. Uh, The safety and well-being for our audiences, community, and staff is the most important thing to Sundance Institute and Sundance Film Festival. That is according to... Uh, some head honcho with Sundance. So. <laughs> some some guy. Yeah, they made a statement. Um, so Sundance will go ahead in the U.S. with screenings elsewhere. The festival has been shortened from 10 to 7 days. will feature 72 features in a digital format instead of the Park City Fiesta that normally occurs. I've heard Sundance has dropped down a few notches in importance in yeah. the film world because it became... It used to be sort of a hybrid between like real film aficionados and an industry event, right. you know, to get your stuff shopped. Yeah. And apparently 
it became more of the the business side, which sort of pushed out the artistic side. That's kind of the way things go, isn't yep. it? You know, yep. they, 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 All of they those morph will, into eventually. that. Yeah, I think you're right. something else will pop up. Right, right. And right. they'll start anew with yeah. the more indie side of things. Like or... Preston and Steve dance. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> new, I like that. That is good. <laughs> uh, let's take a look or listen to the clips. NBC's newest show, Mr. Mayor, brings sitcom veteran Ted Danson back to the small screen. And in this clip, writer, producer, Tina Fey, discusses making a show about a not-so-average retiree. The show is about a man named Neil Bremer, played by Ted Danson, who uh, is happily retired but kind of realizes he might need to have a, a third act in his life and run for mayor of Los Angeles just to kind of prove to his teenage daughter that he has something to contribute to the world. Can you dig it? Mr. Mayor premieres tonight, 8 o'clock. That's on NBC. Of course, we have Bobby Moynihan on uh, to promote it yesterday. Here's the next clip. Hit animated film Soul follows Joe, a music teacher who travels into another dimension to help others find their passion while he looks for his soul. And in this clip, Jamie Foxx talks about changing his acting style for this particular role. You know, sometimes I, I had to go in there and unfold my arms, you know, and really uh, uh, go at it. Because the thing is, when I went in, I was doing facial expressions at first. Pete Doctor hits the button and says, uh, Jamie, uh, we can't see you. Yeah. Soul is now streaming on Disney Plus, and there you go. Isn't That's... Tina Fey the voice of the? Uh, she is of the, number twenty two. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, she's involved in that as well. God, she's got her hands in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yep. she's a local girl. Yeah, she you is. know, I think Upper Darby. she might be from. Uh... <laughs> I think you might be right. There you go. All right, it's the entertainment report. Let's take a quick break. Come back in just a moment. Sun's coming up. We'll uh, share the stay together. We'll be right back. Innovator, icon, adopted son of Philadelphia, David Bowie. This weekend, 93.3 WMMR celebrates the birthday of the Thin White Duke with featured blocks of songs from his legendary catalog, including live cuts recorded right here in Philadelphia. David may be gone, but his musical legacy lives on all this weekend. Happy birthday, David. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Uh, yesterday was pretty heavy day news-wise, and we feel it's our responsibility to dive deep into the subject of mouths that look like buttholes. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because No, listen, we're, we're your distraction from... Uh, when when things get crazy out of hand, ugly, and uh, just try to, you know, you're, you're going to have enough of that today. You know, the truth of the matter is we count on you as much as you count on us to just help get through this stuff. Right, So, exactly. yeah. So, yeah. so I think uh, butthole faces are really the topic. To well, <laughs> so, yeah, so the movie 12 Monkeys, Terry Gilliam uh, from Monty Python, yeah. obviously a legend. Visionary uh, director. Directed that film, and it's, God, it's 25 years old. Or, or oh my actually, God! Maybe it might be older than that because he did a he did a uh, an interview for the celebration of the film's 25th anniversary, and I don't know when that particular interview came out. Uh, but um, somebody had written an article about the movie and and then added this quote from Terry Gilliam uh, because it concurs with what this guy's belief is. So apparently, Gilliam had dropped a, a quote wherein he compared Bruce Willis's mouth to someone's rectum. <laughs> 
<laughs> so was it? Yeah, it was twenty five years ago. That uh, well, now twenty six. Yeah. If, if you officially want to uh, count the first of the year. <laughs> so anyhow, he, so he writes. He he apparently in this interview he said the pressure was to get a movie star in. Talking about twelve monkeys. Um, that was at a time when I was still a hot director, so people wanted to come near me and touch me, so they were coming up with all these names, and I just kept saying no. Tom Cruise, Nick Cage, they were all being thrown at me. I've, and he said, I had never been a big fan of Bruce before, but meaning Bruce Willis. Yeah. But I liked talking to him, and I thought, okay, this guy's smart, he's funny. And I explained to him my concerns about him as an actor. He said, I, I hate the Trumpian mouth he does in films. Oh Rectal. God. It's like I'm looking at someone's a-hole, he said. <laughs> and I guess he... His resting lips... Fixates on that. Yes. So his resting lips just distract him. Yes. Oh. T- Terry Gilliam. And so he thought that would be a distraction in the movie. And when I was reading this, Preston, I'm like, yeah, there are people... I can't help it. Yeah. And a lot of times I have to go, okay, I'm going to be seeing this person. Don't pay attention to this. Yeah. Um, and he mentions Trumpy, and I, I do look at Donald Trump's mouth yeah. as, as buttholian, yeah, most he, definitely. That purse sort yep. of, yeah. Yep. But it and, it, and it brings up a bigger topic of when you are speaking to someone and you're having a conversation with someone and they have a feature on them that you just... you. Your your concentration goes to that feature rather than what they're saying. It happens to me all the time. You're grinning, so you must have somebody in in particular. I do. Yeah, yeah. Can, okay. Someone you do care to reveal? Yeah, I'll reveal who it is. is it oh. me? And, and we love the guy. It's not you. Okay. We love the guy. Uh, but when I'm talking to our fellow coworker of many years, John DeBella. Yeah. I can't stop looking at his mustache. Well, yeah, that's because it like moves when his mouth moves. Yes, and, yeah, and I can't stop. Not, yeah, and I look at little D. De- I see how bushy it is. I check it for food. I see the th- it, it goes way out to the sides, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I see how it moves up and down. Yeah. and I can't stop, and I stop hearing what he's saying when he's talking you're watching to me. It? Which has been, hey, with the masks on now. It's easier for me to understand what John's talking about oh when I see God. him in the hallway. Because we see distracted. each other. We yeah. see each other around here all the time. Oh, my God. That's yeah. funny. Uh, yes, I I think I do that as well. I've, I've definitely noticed his uh, mustache bouncing mm. up and down. Um, but so for me, it's not, I mean, it could be something on somebody's face. But I, no matter who I'm talking to, I always look at their mouth. Okay. Like their teeth. Right. So if I'm having a conversation with you, I'm not looking at you. I'm not looking in your eyes. I'm looking at your mouth. And a lot of times I'm like, I have to tell myself, stop, because someone's going to think they have something in their teeth. Or I, I used to work with a guy over, actually, it was uh, our friend who bought Nick's old house in Phoenixville. Uh, he, I worked with him at the Sixers for years. Him and I worked side by side. And he would, every single Sixers game, he would say to me, do I have something in my teeth? <laughs> because I was always looking at his mouth. And so I guess he thought, there were, and so he would like put his hand over his mouth. I'm like, no, you don't, you don't. I'll try to look in your eyes You now. have flawless teeth. I have bad Irish teeth. Um, but I mean, so I think people might assume that you're judging their teeth? Their teeth I, all the I time. Might, I might be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't say that I've ever noticed you looking at my mouth when okay, we've had well, a conversation. So I think maybe it's because I'm looking at your mouth and I don't see that you're looking at my <laughs> Maybe. You know what I mean? Yes. Because I think that I do the same thing when I talk to people. I look, my focus, and, and I don't always notice it, but I'll be like, if they're going on for a while, I'll be like, I'm looking at their mouth. And I am and I should be, I guess, looking the at eyes. their eyes. Right. But yeah, you, you, I don't know. There are certain... Uh, you know, 
what do you think people focus when when they talk to you mostly? Because everyone's Man. insecure about something. Well, I know that when you uh, make eye contact with somebody during conversation, it becomes uncomfortable. It, it, because I, and I notice this. So, do you so, look away if someone's making eye contact? So here's the deal. I, I'm <laughs> I'm I've been sober for almost nine years at this point. So there's a weird thing that happens between fellow sober people. Where eye contact is a big thing. And really? Well, at least, for, at least for me it is. Okay. Maintaining eye contact? Make, make, well, at least, especially in the beginning of, like, let's say I'm running into somebody outside of, like, you know. Well, eye contact telegraphs sincerity. Yeah, it, it does. And also, you can tell somebody's kind of blitzed if they, yeah. uh, you know, oh, with their eyes or right. something. And you can see it oh, in their eyes. Yeah. So, like, um, uh. it, suppose I've... I know somebody, uh, and we know through being sober together, yeah, and yeah. I haven't seen them in a couple of months, and then I see them. I make sure that I lock eye contact with them so that they can see yeah. that I've got full ca- uh, capacity of, my, of, of mental capacity. And here's your like example. <laughs> uh, but a little bit off topic, though, Case. I, I'd stopped drinking for just under two years at one point, uh-huh. and, and what, I, what I noticed about being around people while they were consuming alcohol, mm-hmm. I'd never, ever noticed in my life was how much their breath smelled like booze. Yeah. Oh, really? Never, ever, oh. ever did I notice that. But it it was... Yeah, you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, you can... So, you, you can smell it. So, any, any, anybody out there... <laughs> yeah, that you is, can smell it. As, is, a, as a person who's never been drunk and a non-drinker, what they're saying is the absolute truth. I can pick it up across a room. You can... I can sense it instantly. You can try and, and hide it. Be, and, and think that you're hiding it with vodka or whatever, Pop. but like I know, and and I, I have smelled it in the most uh, inopportune of places. I've right. smelled it in the workplace. I've smelled in the it confessional. Uh, uh, well, no, but I, I'm like, oh man, and and I immediately my my heart goes out to you. I'm yeah, not yeah. judging you, but like, right. if you're, you know. Drinking I know the, in the middle I know of the work, work day. I know the workplace guy you're talking about. I've yeah. smelled it too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> write it down. Yeah, please. Uh, well, he, it, uh, I might be. Might be two different people. I don't think but... it is because we've had this conversation. No. Okay. Weston is with an O. <laughs> <laughs> so I was super self conscious about um, somebody who looks in a specific spot on my face when we talk, but I realized that it's not. Did you write it down, Case? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, 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 that's exactly what we're talking right. about. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, so this person, when I, when I talk to her, she looks at a specific spot on my face, and I always thought it was like it was me obviously because she looks at my forehead okay so i'm like i was just looking at oh, the lines on your forehead my god right i'm like oh, she's staring at my forehead i'm like this is and like whenever i talk to her i touch my forehead i touch my head i'm like is like is it is it the wrinkles is it the giant forehead is there something in my hair but what i had a conversation with with a uh, mutual friend yeah. and they were like no 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 that's just where she looks she looks at my forehead too oh so she's oh. a forehead watcher okay my, all right i my uh, neighbor and former neighbor and, and and dear friend um leslie she when she talks to me she will look off in different right and uh, and and sometimes and I and it's just her way. But and don't you sometimes like, with those like, people? What, what, what's wrong with me? Or I turn around. I'm like, who yeah, are they yeah, looking right, at? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we we had I, I had a boss at one point that that would uh, and my coworker pointed out that he, when he's talking to you, he looks at your ear. 
What? Like it looks off to, off the, side to the side here. Okay. And I'd never noticed it until they pointed it out to me. I was like, well, okay, that's a little strange. Yeah. I, but it's funny because I have so much that's wrong with me. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I, like I have a skin tag on the side of my, my neck here. Never right? noticed. I, I look at it all right. the time. But you don't. But no. people, think, like, yeah. after a while, I, I did a self assessment. I'm like, oh, forget it. <laughs> yeah, forget it. I'm forget a it. wonderland of things to look at. <laughs> now, listen, I don't want to come off. Too pervy here, um, but I, it, if a woman is showing cleavage, well, I'm yeah. super distracted by that. Yeah. And like, what I, if there's like a mole, like like a Austin Powers? Uh-huh. You know that, that that I mean, do you fixate on that stuff? Do you fix it on, on, on in no, cleavage on, or, or, or yeah, like you know, and if there is a if there is a skin crease in your chest, <laughs> I am looking at it and I am trying, and then I try hard not to look at it, and then. I can't like it's it's almost like having a, an itch, you know. You're like, I'm not going to itch it. I'm not going. Okay, I, I have to do something. All right, right, right. I'm going to look at it real quick, and then I got to look away. Yeah, but I, I can't help it. I want to go back to the eye contact real quick, Case, because um, when I'm talking to you, uh, I or, or you're talking to me, if you and I are having a conversation, uh, while you're talking, I'll make eye contact with you. While mm-hmm. I start talking, that's when I look away, and I don't know what that <sighs> says about me, but I won't look at you. Most of the time while I'm talking. It's interesting. Uh, the, it's, hmm. you know, what's funny and kind of represents a, a little bit of this is um, uh, because there's usually when you when you realize you're you're staring at a feature on someone, you have a little inner dialogue with yourself uh, in the movie um, Better Off Dead. Uh, the, he and Beth are sitting there, at the, right. at, and he's like, "Wait, she she just wiped her nose. Why did she wipe her nose? Oh my God, do I have something on my oh, nose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yes, yeah, yeah, that whole thing happens. Um, hang on, I want to go to." Um, yeah, let me go to some calls here because people notice things about celebrities and and regular you know people in their everyday lives. I'm going to go to Gene. Hi, Gene. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, man. How you doing? Good. What's up, Gene? Not man. My, my boss at Ready to Rock Construction's got the biggest, brightest bald spot, <laughs> and it just stares at you. Oh, at Ready to Rock Construction, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, what's his name? Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> So well, and Gene, when you, you when you talk to Eddie, you, is that's all you can think of, right? Pretty much. <laughs> Does he know this? Are you with Eddie right now? <laughs> love you, Eddie. <laughs> oh my God. Bald spots I are are uh, um. Yours is, is not crazy spot. shiny, Steve. There's some people whose heads are like. Like mirrors. As a bald like guy, I hate. I uh, listen, and I. I you get a there's, there's, there's two types of bald I, uh, that I wouldn't like to have the the really dark hair that has sort of we kind of see like a, a drawn on GI Joe thing, right, right? Right. And I don't like the super shiny head. I yeah. would do everything to um, to tamp that down. How I do you don't, do that? Do you do that with power? No, just, I'm or... just naturally amazing. No, yeah, you but, are. But I, but I think um, uh, I just don't <laughs> have that situation. In case you use yeah. bald butter, yeah. bald <laughs> butter. <laughs> wouldn't that be great? A product yeah. called but bald you know, butter. In, in the African American community, th- th- like uh, you talk about, like. Um, like ashiness and things like that, like yeah. like oils and there there are whole product lines that that yeah. help. So because that, that's something you know, moisturizer. All guys deal with that shininess as well. Right, bald head butter. There, there you, you go. go. They have it. Thank you. It's a real product. Oh my god, Kathy, does Bubba have a shiny head? Uh, yeah, yes. he'll have a shiny head. Okay. Yeah. Right. Do you know what happens? I sometimes look at your forehead to see the reflection of Kathy's forehead. Stop it! Stop it! He has a tiny forehead. I know. Uh, that's why it's perfect. It's actually like a, like a lens. If I could give you some of my forehead, then we'd both have normal foreheads. We'd have normal foreheads, yeah. right? Your forehead is not. I've heard it. You know, you heard five heads. So you know, big. but you don't. No, you, no. You had bangs for a while. Was that was that sort of a? 
an attempt to diminish? Oh, to- yeah, to cover it up? Totally, yeah. I yeah. thought your bangs were pretty good. I'll fixate on Kathy's nose every now and then. You don't like your nose. I think I you have like a cute nose. Me. What's that? I don't like anything about me. Nice. Well, because it continues to grow. Why is it still growing? <laughs> Dear God. No, as you're dying, your other skin's recessing. So. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, no, it, the, the tip of it, like, it keeps going, and now it's like, I didn't always have a nose that pointed up. Where did I get this pointed up nose? Your nose wasn't pointed up at people all your life? No. <laughs> I'm going to go to, uh, let me go to Tom. Hey, Tom, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up, man? Nothing. So, uh, I mean, I love Tom Cruise as an actor, but it's so distracting when I watch him. Because if you draw a line straight down his face and he smiles, his middle teeth are all shifted. Yeah, he fixed yeah. those. He, got, he actually got braces to fix that. That's in his earlier films. And once you see it, you can't, you can't unsee it. It's a it's a yeah. tooth. You're right in the center. His his the, the split is off center. And he would smile. His he would he adjusted his smile to compensate. To compensate if you look that, at him yeah. like in the outs the outsiders, uh-huh. uh, um, he's got like. In fact, there have been memes. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, they we, they, yeah. they darken one yeah, of his teeth yeah, in yeah. that. But yeah. yeah, it's it's really. Uh, and, and, and I guess he heard enough, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, feedback <laughs> that he needed to do that. But Casey, what do you mean he adjusted his smile? So it, 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 um, he kind of like, like lower chin over to the side. Yeah, he kind of like his smiles like you know off what, to the to side. Hide it? Yeah, hey, I'm a Navy pilot. <laughs> but I, I can't ooh. quit you. Yeah. No, that was from Brokeback Mountain. Hey, <laughs> you want to have some butt checks? Yeah. <laughs> It is funny when when actors get their teeth fixed or whitened or put caps on or whatever because ultimately they they, they look good but I'm so used to seeing them you. one way and then they change them and so like Morgan Freeman Ben Affleck all of these guys that used to have different teeth and yeah. then in later movies have new teeth shiny teeth bright teeth it, it throws me off I'm just people in general I mean uh, Matt, Matt Cord, Cord was one you were another one you got your teeth Matt, cap Matt Cord has amazing teeth for, for me what they the 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 idea was just stick sort of with the natural yeah because if you if you come in with headlight Grauman's Chinese theater yeah. you know lights on in your mouth oh. people are like what but now well, Matt did it first. Matt did it he did yeah, the zoom at first they were yeah. neon teeth right yeah. and then that's what they do and then they eventually over time like your your the co- natural coloration of your of your teeth they they, they f- it fades a little bit but at first it's like <laughs> He looks like uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd in um, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that episode of Friends, right, where he got it done and his teeth were... I, I, oh, oh, my yeah, God. It's great. I think Tom still has the middle tooth. I don't think he fixed it. No, he did. Did he really? He had braces yeah. for a time. But, yeah. like, right. but mm-hmm. recently... That's how he eats his horseshoe crabs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. A lot of people had a hard time watching The Affair because of Ruth Wilson's mouth the woman that played allison and i I, her her lips didn't bother me um some people say that it was the lips that bothered them her teeth when she smiled or or spoke or opened her mouth looked like there was a shadow casted on them so it looked like she had rotten teeth throughout the entire show Uh, (laughs) oh yeah i know what you're talking about yes right you're whatever (laughs) it is it makes it look like like she has rotten teeth We're looking at a still photo of her. I hope this isn't like an actual headshot. I hope they just got her like no, mid that, smile. Or case something. that's her, but that's her smile. Like that's what. Yeah, you, that's why her. a lot of a lot of people would talk about her mouth. <laughs> Cut me, Mickey. I think part of her, perhaps the the actual thickness of one of her lips, shades shades the tooth. The tooth. That's exactly what's happening. Stevie said, "Cut me, Mick." I. 
Stallone's lip. Stallone's lip. I, I you know, once, <laughs> once he really starts going, and and Milo Ventimiglia, who played his son in Rocky Balboa, yeah, it, same thing. Only yeah. other side of his his face. And when I see him talk, <clears throat> I just fixate on that. Lower. You know, he was on the other side. I got my lip. You had the right. Well, it was incredible. Yeah, Gerard Butler does that. He talks on the other side of his mouth. Does he? Yes. Yeah, he's got yeah. a little bit of that going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's all let's have a talk out of the side of your mouth day one day. I can't quit you. Yeah, I can't quit you. I love to fly jet. Steve, getting back to the... What was the line I was trying to think of? From... Uh, um, it, it was, uh, she says it. And she says it. Um, I couldn't let them know that I'm totally into yeah, you or whatever the hell right. it is. It's not as iconic, but I know exactly yeah. what you're wait, going wait, for. Wait, wait, in, in I, Top I, Gun? I, I, yeah. I can't let them know I weigh 150 for pounds. I've fallen for you. Yes. Yeah. I wish I could quit you. Yeah. <laughs> you complete me. You complete me. <clears throat> There's a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, let me go to, hang on, uh, Mario has an observation. Hey, Mario, good morning. Yeah, a couple. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, buddy? I didn't yeah, a shout out this morning. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so hey, what? Uh, what is it that you fixate on? So when I, I was born with a, a lazy eye in my left eye, uh, as I got older, it has since straightened out, but not completely. Mm-hmm. So I have to look people when I look at their when I look at them. I have to look them in their right eye because oh. if I look them in their left eye, it looks like I'm looking past their face. So they always wind up like. Mm-hmm. Looking behind around. them. Yes. They're like, oh, you got something behind me? And like, nah, man, it's, uh, I got a weird eye. You know, you know, Mario, that, that this, for example, if you watch the Goldbergs, I, I think the actor who actually plays Adam has yeah. has a, a lazy eye, right. a slightly lazy eye. <laughs> and and it's not, and, and it, when people do that and look at it, do you think they're being rude or you just understand why they're kind of thrown off by it? Uh, with me having the issue that I got, I kind of understand it. You know, every like at the same time when I FaceTime, I have to have that little like my tile up in a certain spot because it'll look like I'm cross-eyed. Yeah, because uh, I, I know some people who do, and uh, I forget who was talking about it, but they 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 put like a dot near the camera on their yeah. computer, okay, oh. so that they look like they're looking directly ahead. Right, it's yeah, a good idea. Yeah, it's definitely a, a weird thing, and thank God I have, uh, you know, pretty raw friends to let me know that I got messed up high, you know what I mean? Of course. But, so, But, but, but Mario, people would say from time to time, like, what What are you looking at, you know? Absolutely. They okay. just turn around. When I, was, when I was younger, before I figured out the whole eye thing, every, like, there's multiple times people would just turn around and think I'm looking behind them, like, to their side, and, and I'm like, because it looks like I'm looking right past their head, and People don't believe me, and then when when I do it to them, they're like, "Oh wow, look at that!" And I'm like, "Yeah, look at that." Yeah. I, do, do you remember the actress Karen Black? Yes. Yeah, she had what appeared to be, though they really weren't, crossed eyes. Okay. And so I would always find myself looking like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. So in the, in the oh pic- yeah, yeah, looking yeah. at a picture, so looking one of her eyes is a little bit off center. Yeah, I think um, it's more the construct the the shape of one eye. Um, going to to Mario and 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 saying something to someone and not realizing that it's a condition is uh, you know, a, a guy we work with here has a uh, like a little bit of rosacea on, on yes. which is a redder area. And I said to him one day, oh, I, no. I'd never noticed oh, it. No. I'm like, dude. 
you leave your sunglasses on while you're at the beach? Yeah. He's like, oh no, God. that's just how my face is. And sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah. oh. Um, and dude, how many years after working why are you always yeah. Why are you always sitting in that chair with wheels? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was because he drank too much. Uh, <laughs> no. I, dude, why do you never bring your other arm in? I was like, yeah, I've got this condition. Uh, I'm like, oh, oh my, God. my God. By the way, I that's think. That's like me, although me with uh, my uh, psoriasis, people right. are like, oh, wow, did you step in some poison ivy there? No, it likes to how my legs are, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> All the time. I have a condition. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't you feel like a dick? I do. I have, I have cancer. <laughs> um, for some reason, I think a a woman with you know, like cross eye or lazy eye, I think it's cute. Oh I, my god! You know, yeah. Okay. I don't know if you're you're into that or not, but I, 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 but I yes. see it. I'm like, oh my god, that's and they're going to be less judgmental of you. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, but. Drew Brees, his quarterback in the NFL, and he's got uh, he like a um, uh, well now it's a scar on his cheek, and this woman reporter didn't know what it was, and she was like, "Here, you have something on your oh, face," geez. and went to wipe it off like live on camera. <laughs> he's like, "Dude, no!" And I can't remember why. Is there has... ever a time that that's appropriate for uh, somebody who is a stranger <laughs> a to reach over <laughs> yeah. and rub oh. something off your face or to pull something off you without asking permission? Okay, so this happened to me when I was in the Grand Canyon. Uh, now, just to j- put it into context, I was with a couple of people that I knew. You got lost. You had your beans and a flashlight. <laughs> yeah, I had my beans and a flashlight. Sure. For some reason, the entire week, they were calling me Bobby, right? Bobby! No. <laughs> was now, your listen. sister Cindy there with you uh, during that whole escapade? Cindy! <laughs> to put everything in context, when we were on the, on the, the riverside, my friend had taken his, his shirt off, and he literally had an uh, enlarged, engorged tick Hanging off of his nipple. Okay. okay? <laughs> and I noticed this. And I was like, oh my God. You have like, a nipple tick. Like, dude, is I'm like, is that a is that a tick? Yeah. And it was, and like, oh my God, like I'm getting chills just thinking about like him oh, yanking yeah. it out of his nipple. So he gets it out. Now, fast forward a couple of hours later, there was a kid on the trip who had this thing on his like the side of his chest. Like a little like a skin tag. No, oh. I thought it was a slug. I'm not a slug, uh, leech. a leech. And I was like, dude, you got a leech on your body. And I kind of like bugged a little bit because earlier my yeah. friend had a tick hanging off his nipple. What was it? It was his birthmark. Oh. And, and he was 12 years old. And I'm like, oh my God, like I'm going to scar this. You know, yeah. kids are very You didn't know. You didn't know. You're trying stuff. to protect yeah. him from a nipple tick. I, I had a birthmark growing up and it was, um, it was like right below one of my boobs. And people would think Aww. if I had a bikini on, would think it was a bug all the time. You have a bug on you, like at the beach. And I'd be like, ah. So how often like, would your guy friends do oh, that? No, no, no. <laughs> but then I, no, but eventually, and I didn't care growing up. Yeah. I never cared about it. It was not until people started saying there was a bug on my stomach um, that I got it removed. Okay. Basically, that was uh, Oprah that did that to Drew Brees. Really? Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, she's got a line on her face that nobody can figure out what the hell it is. What is that line? I have Wait, no idea. There's a line on her face? Yes. Yes. Well, like I will leave, I, I, I just sits, like, it. sits nowhere near muscles. Like where it shouldn't be where a line is. I gotta see a photo. It's like when you see, um, and Casey was talking about the cleavage, oh. and there's like an extra line, in, yeah, like, like, um, and, I don't mind it. Well, <laughs> so uh, all right, so Casey needs. I found Casey's perfect older woman. Yeah. Hang on, all right, wait, wait, Casey, woman in overweight woman in her seventies with a lazy eye and big cleavage and cross eyed. Yeah. I would say sixties, uh, and and a freckly moly chest. I don't mind that. Steve, okay. you, you would ask me that, that earlier. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, Preston, so here's a picture of Oprah. The line goes yeah. from the side of her eye all the way down, like the middle of her cheek, not where oh. even like a, yeah. a line would go. Yeah. And this picture, by the way, is not bad at all. So okay. when she was on TV and, and doing interviews and stuff, some days it was so bad. It was and so, so you pronounced. would fixate on that. Oh, but you couldn't not. All okay. right, so you know who has a very similar thing, but on the other side of his face is Mick Jagger. And it's a line that starts up here, just like Oprah's, uh, above the eyebrow. I look like Oprah. It, but <laughs> Pierre pointed it out to me yeah. years ago. And once I saw it, now every time I see a, a more recent photo of Mick mm. Jagger, I can't unsee it. All right, so if we can pull up a picture of Mick Jagger recent. And, and where does it start and, and stop? Uh, so, well, no, this is not a good shot of it, but it's on uh, on the left side of his face. and He's got a few lines on his face. He does, but there's a very prominent one uh, that's uh, like Oprah's. It's like okay. Keith Richards saying, oh, you have a line on your face. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me go to uh, Vince. Hi, Vince. You're on the air, bud. Hi, good morning, Ed. Good morning, Ed. <laughs> What's up, dude? I, I just want to say one of those celebrities that when you see you can't uh, get past something on their face uh-huh. is uh, my mother's sister and now my girlfriend watched this show called The Gilmore Girls. Yeah. We all heard of it. <laughs> the, the daughter's forehead is the biggest thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> entire life. What's her name? She's, um, um, God, she's she's actually very attractive. Um, she's, she's fairly good looking, but you could land like a 747. <laughs> <laughs> she's got very piercing uh, eyes. Um, but I, Alexis so that, Bledel? Alexis Bledel. So oh, I, I'm, yeah, al- yeah, yeah. I'm always looking oh. at her eyes. I, I've never noticed the. Um... Um, yeah, she's. I've, I've noticed that about her. Uh, she's on um, uh, The Handmaid's Tale. She's uh, in Sin City too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she does have. Uh, I mean, she has a big forehead, but it's not obscene. But, but it's her funny. Eyes are so stunningly blue; it's hard to get past anything else. It's funny what you do focus, like you know, and it, you don't want to come across as saying, "Well, I know I'm so perfect, so oh, this God, is why no. I'm picking out the imperfections." No, but it is something, and it, and it can be a distraction. And like in this case, which started all with uh, Terry Gilliam talking about Bruce Willis's mouth, butthole. when it's casual resting mouth that looks like a butthole, and that <laughs> yeah. Now I'm thinking of that scene where uh, Marcellus Wallace is talking to him about you know yeah, uh, it's pride, it's things mm-hmm. you know, and all that, and he's just sitting there not saying anything, and yeah, his lips are kind of pursed right the whole time, <laughs> sitting there with it with a, a butthole mouth. So now. Now that it's been pointed out, I, I've never noticed it. But you will now, never not see the butthole mouth. All right, Nick, I now see the cavern yeah. in uh, Mick Jagger's right cheek. Or is that, yeah, that's that would be his right cheek. Throw a nickel into it. Make a wish. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty big. Well, interesting. All right, well, you know, and, and it happens in, even if somebody doesn't have an outstanding feature of sorts, I will find myself like Kathy staring at someone's mouth and just kind of getting lost and not listening to what they're saying and just watching the movements of their mouth for some reason. Well, you had the courage to admit earlier you get lost in Bella's mustache. Well, I, yeah. I, get, I can <laughs> cuddle up in that thing. <laughs> Yazoo. Yazoo. All right, anyhow, uh, thank you for your calls. We appreciate it. We need to take a break. We're going to come back in a second and get into some bizarre file stories. Hopefully you shall enjoy. We will be back in a second. Monday nights. Metallica family, are you with us? It's not just Monday, it's Metallica Monday. Join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for massive amounts of Metallica every Monday night starting at 9. From the monster hits to deeper album cuts, spanning a Hall of Fame career. This is Robert, Kirk, Lars, and James from Metallica. We're covering all the bases from one of rock's biggest bands. 
Set a reminder on your phone. Tell Siri to clear your calendar. And have the MMR app at the ready for Metallica Mondays, 9 p.m. With Jackie Bam Bam right here on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. And it is brought to you by the fine people at Landis Theater. Come on, feel the noise with Quiet Riot, March 6th. The Landis Theater in Vineland, New Jersey. There are limited seats available. And you can go to thelandistheater.com to get them. Well, a Texas woman is accused of stealing a $10,000 dog and then driving for more than a mile as a store employee who tried to stop her clung to the hood of the car. Wow. She T.J. hookered it. Totally. Video captured Elise James on the front of a sedan as it sped through Harris County, which is uh, where Houston is. Big dogs running. Big dogs out. She said, I was hanging on for dear life. She was working at a place called Bully Camp when a couple came in and discussed financing options for buying the exotic bully puppy. Uh, But while she stepped away, the couple grabbed the dog and ran. James tried to stop them after they got into the vehicle, but the car accelerated and she was thrown onto the hood. She remained on the hood until the car stopped, the video showed. The male passenger got out and punched James and threw her off the vehicle. Yeah. Uh, James told the station that the car was speeding and weaving and I could barely hold on. I was so scared. Last week, a 21-year-old woman was arrested and charged with aggravated robbery and deadly Weapon. She is represented by a public defender in the case. We were watching the footage. They were booking along with her yeah. on the hood. Yeah, they were hauling ass. Yeah. So it's she's, she's lucky she didn't die from that. John Dillerman has an extraordinary penis. So extraordinary, <laughs> in fact, that it can perform rescue operations, etch murals, hoist a flag, and even steal ice cream for children from well, children. I feel like an underachiever. So the Danish equivalent of the BBC, called DR, it's public television, has a new animated series aimed at four to eight-year-olds about John Dillermond, the man with the world's longest penis who overcomes hardships and challenges with his record-breaking genitals. And this is a kid show. It is. Unsurprisingly, the series has provoked a debate about what good children's television should and should not contain. Since premiering on Saturday, opponents have condemned the idea of a man who cannot control his penis. Oh. Or actually, who can control his penis. Well, there you go. Uh, Erla Heinzen Holstead a clinical psychologist who works with families and children said that she believed the show's opponents may be overthinking things. She said, John Dillerman talks to children and shares their way of thinking. The kids do find genitals funny, she said. Uh, the show depicts a man who is impulsive and not always in control, who makes mistakes like kids do. But crucially, uh, Dillerman always makes it right. He takes responsibility for his actions. When a woman in the show tells him that he should keep his penis in his pants, for instance, he listens, which is nice. Oh my He's God. accountable. The Danish public service broadcaster has a reputation for publishing ba- or for pushing boundaries, especially for children. Another stalwart of children's scheduling is called Onkil Reiji, a popular figure who curses, smokes a pipe, and uh, does not take baths. It's like their other show, Rinja. 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 <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, he has the world's longest penis and it's actually he they have it covered in material like uh it's part of his clothes right yeah. well that that's a little bit better mm-hmm. <laughs> uh police in new jersey responded to a mcdonald's parking lot where a pair 
of chickens were reported wreaking havoc and chasing customers. This is a mind blower. The Washington Township Police Department said in a Facebook post that an animal... Come on, chickens, were better than this. A, an animal control officer was dispatched on a report of a flock of chickens... When was re- the last time you heard of a chicken attack like this? Uh, wreaking havoc at our local McDonald's on Route 31 South. The officer arrived to find two chickens harassing and chasing customers... Wait a and second. ...also pecking at car tires. Yesterday, you announced three new chicken sandwiches. Oh. Where? At McDonald's. Uh-huh. I did not even have the correlation in This mind. is a military strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, the animal control officer was able to capture the chickens and help from with help from the manager of the McDonald's. Uh, the chickens were taken to the Common Sense for uh, Animal Shelter, where they were later claimed by their owners. So they let them, they just got out of control. A Florida man who rode his airboat through the streets of his neighborhood on New Year's Eve, threatened to kill deputies as they were taking him into custody. See, um, I don't think you should have an airboat. Yeah. I think you should give it to me. Um, I've always wanted an airboat. I, have you ever been on one? Yeah. I've always wanted to go on one. I've yeah. never been on one. Uh, they're so much fun. Is this yeah. a hovercraft? No, no. These it? are like in Florida when they oh, go the through Everglade the... Oh, the Everglade boat? Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. In fact, that's where I was on one, Preston. Uh, Deputy said they were called at 11.30 p.m. Thursday, saw a man later identified as Joseph uh, Prohaska riding an airboat on the streets before pulling it into a yard. I didn't know those things could go on anything. Are they, they sure they're talking about like... a ho- Are they not talking about a hovercraft then, maybe? It says airboat. Okay. So, uh, I was, or is, is that a fan boat? That Yeah, it's true. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Yeah, an airboat or fan boat. I didn't know how that... uh, Maybe it can. I guess they're powerful enough. They probably don't run very efficiently when they're on (laughs) pavement, but those fans are extremely powerful. Do you remember the show? What was the show? Uh, Was it it Flipper? Didn't he have a fan boat that he... Oh, I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure. Uh, as deputies were, well, apparently a public information officer said uh, Prohaska knocked over trash cans and was shooting off fireworks during the incident as well. <laughs> what a good neighbor. Wow. Trying to kill deputies. He's just a, just a prince of a guy. Do you imagine cruising down the street in a fan boat with, like, Roman candles mounted all over? <laughs> <laughs> and where does he live again? In Florida. Yeah, there you uh-huh. go. As deputies were on the scene, they said Prohaska turned the airboat on and started to rev the engine to cause a disturbance and mock law enforcement. Prohaska was then placed under arrest but began making threats when deputies also tried to take his father into custody, telling him, them, I will kill you if you hurt him. Okay, so, I mean, we're watching footage of it go across a lawn. That I know it could do. Yeah. But on pavement, I think that would be sort of problematic. Prohaska is facing charges of disorderly conduct and making threats to law enforcement officers as well. They're cool, but when they're booking along, mm-hmm. case like you're seeing footage right now, yeah. they just glide. They're I don't awesome. know why the pilot has to sit so high up. So he can feel like the king. Okay. Uh, I that don't know. Maybe sense. Actually, maybe because they... you need to see their obstructions in the water. Yeah. All right, and then uh, one last thing, quick story out of Arizona. Sheriff Mark Lamb reminded the public Tuesday that it is uh, illegal to possess more than one ounce of marijuana despite the passing of Prop 27 after deputies arrested a man with more than 400 pounds of marijuana. 21 bundles of marijuana received at, were seized after a vehicle was pulled over for a speeding violation. The drugs, which were located inside the car, weighed 451.5 pounds. So you can't have that much? Officials said the driver, who was identified as Jesus Juarez, was charged with possession of marijuana and so on. Uh, the main reason I bring this up is the sheriff uh, had said in the arrest report, Dude, you can't have that much weed. <laughs> There you go. 
That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's take a quick break and come back in just a moment. Don't go too far. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Stephen's brand new deep navy blue and sparkling 24 karat gold dipped twinkle twinkle rose is here. Don't miss out. Imagine the blue color of the sky just before the sun sets when you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky. See Stephen's exclusive twinkle twinkle rose now at IHateStevenSinger.com. Real jewelers, real roses with a real lifetime guarantee. Ship fast and free. Check out the entire collection of Stephen's famous roses starting at only $59. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Stephen's brand new deep navy blue and sparkling 24 karat gold dipped twinkle twinkle rose is here don't miss out imagine the blue color of the sky just before the sun sets when you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky see Stephen's exclusive twinkle twinkle rose now at IHateStevenSinger.com real jewelers real roses with a real lifetime guarantee ship fast and free check out the entire collection of Stephen's famous roses starting at only $59 that's IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Studies uh, from uh, scientists and statisticians from around the world have been funneled into a place that we like to call the Just Saying Institute. Oh, yeah. And I have some uh, things to share with you this morning via The Just Saying Institute, home of the newly established Fermunda Cheese Aromatherapy Clinic and Auto <laughs> Detailing Center. <laughs> auto Detailing Center? Cheese Aromatherapy and Auto Detailing Center? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, listen, it just keeps growing. Yeah. Yeah, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, going in it's directions. It's an incredible establishment. We never anticipate him. But, uh, no, there's a, a variety of... of uh, of studies that take place, and uh, they, they need a place to be housed, and they are housed at the Just Saying Institute, and I would like to share with you a couple of things that I've seen. Um, you know, dating apps, there's always been questions about how um, legitimate relationships are that come from those. Recent data is showing that they're on the uptake, yes? Absolutely, and yeah. a, new, a new study shows that people in Switzerland who met via a dating app in 2018 had stronger cohabitation intentions than couples who met offline. So this particular, excuse me, particular study kind of seems to indicate that these are, people are more serious about it, maybe. I saw something that seems to be a tectonic shift, and I thought is an ingenious way to approach these dating apps that I, and I wonder if it's a product of COVID or whatever the story is, but I think it's a game changer, is that you get now, I forget what site's touting it, but you you arrange an online like FaceTime meeting. Okay. In other words, instead of saying we will meet, mm-hmm. right? In other words, so part of the the meeting is an actual video, like a Zoom thing back and forth. It, it's built into the software. I think it's a timed thing, and it allows you access without. Um, in other words, the access point. Exists for a little bit and then goes away. Let me ask you this. Do you think in this day and age, because for the most part, uh, dating profiles and things like that, you look at you look at a few pictures and so on. Which are never indicative of the no, real. No, people are going to put forward yeah. absolutely the, what they feel is the best appearance of They're them. They're going to hide sometimes. their huge foreheads. Yeah, they, yeah. Hide, they hide features and things like that. And then you meet them in person and you're like, wow. Yeah. Is Do you think that video conferencing... Uh, eliminates that, or you could still meet somebody in that way and then meet them in person and go, just physically, just physically go, mm. Yes, I think you can actually, I think you can actually be, there are tricks to do, there are filters and there are things to, 
I don't know if those are all at the ready for this particular application. Right. But it was a big pitch. And I said, both my wife and I, we turned to each other and go, well, that, that's an interesting aspect to this. Because a lot of times, the classic thing with the dating apps is you walk in and and Sloth is sitting there. Yeah. And it doesn't look like the Brad Pitt picture that was the avatar that was used. Right? I have a, uh, a single male friend who uh, is average looking. He's not yeah. bad looking. He's not good looking. He's just, you know, right down the middle. Uh, but he purposely posted a photo. It was, uh, I believe it was Bumble. Yeah. Uh, uh that he thought he didn't look good because he wanted to go in the opposite direction. Right. He wanted them to that's be a good, that's a good way to work pleasantly it. Pleasantly surprised when they got to the date and and he figured my personality is my shining beacon. I'm gonna I'm gonna use this. And so he went in the other direction and it's worked for him like a charm. A lot. Wow. Okay. I got an email. Remember before break, uh, I had mentioned a friend that yeah. I was trying to uh, set up with somebody and I got an email. I got a bunch of emails, but I got one and I was like, Oh, the guy doesn't look that bad. And like I looked really? him up. Yeah, I looked his social media up and I'm like Oh yeah, okay. He's cute. Like uh, so now I, I kind of want to. Is I feel like it's weird, but I I kind of want her. I want her to go out with him. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. I got my person. Uh, they went out on a date. They did. They did. Really? With yeah. a listener uh, that emails yeah. in. Mm-hmm. And oh, they go. Yeah. Uh, so this okay. is a, we 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 had this conversation a few days ago. <laughs> well, this just in. Yeah. It oh, was a yeah. friend of Casey's. News? Okay. Hang on a second. Break, break, breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, it was a friend of a friend. No, it is. It Wait, is. Is your friend a guy or a girl? My friend is a guy. Oh right, okay. And uh, he is. Um, he right now he's just looking for somebody to like play tennis with and, and maybe go play golf with and, and have you know, intercourse with. Uh, well, <laughs> honestly, maybe. Um, <laughs> that wasn't that important no, to him. Just, I, just as, as a matter uh, of fact, uh, that was back burner. Okay. Um. So anyway. <laughs> But this guy, he's a great guy, and and he, you know, um, he just and anyway, yeah. Uh, so somebody did reach out to me. I had responded to her, and I said, "Listen, I know this sounds shallow, but can you give me a photo?" Yeah, you know, and and she did. And then I said, "Can you not be wearing clothes in this photo?" No, <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, so no she, problem. She sent me the photo, and then I sent it to this person. I said, and I don't want to indicate who any of these people are, right? Because you know the guy is is uh, right. He's Hippo, close, HIPAA violation. close to me. Yeah. But anyway, um, he I got an email address. Uh, they conversed via email, and then during the Christmas break, they went out and met for coffee. And, oh, and uh, successful. So I said, "Hey, d- well, did you like her?" He said, "Oh my god." And uh, yes, and then I said, uh, "Or what is she like?" And he and I said, "Well, um, is she gonna do? Is she gonna, you know, does she is like there be you?" A follow-up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, is she gonna do you? <laughs> well, uh, what did I, she I say? So I don't know if they've gone out on a second date or not. Yet. Well, how do you know if it's successful? I, so I don't it's know. just from his one side. Well, so that's what I'm saying. Like he liked her. Successful for him. Yeah. yeah. Successful for him. So you know, so she passed the smell test. I don't know if he passed the smell test for her. Right. And I'm hoping well, that success will be determined if both, I believe, come back with a thumbs up. But you're on the road to it. Yeah. Yeah, at least you got a date. Mm-hmm. So so but we'll with see this, where it goes. So but but more and more people are finding substantive longer term relationships. Yeah. I know so many people who are reticent at the beginning who have taken the deep dive and have done the It's just how it's done it's now, really it's honestly. Right. Yeah. It, it's right. how it's done now. It's it's looked at very differently than it was when we first started. It was a loser pop, sort of thing. Seeing yeah. them pop up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I almost feel silly kind of bringing it up now. It's such standard it's procedure standard. now yeah. and and yes, at first it was like, wow, that's pretty desperate. Yeah. But no, are you kidding me? It's genius. You get to filter out a bunch of things that 
that may not, you know, that, that maybe is, listen, it's a waste of time. Yeah. You go out with some people and it's just like, oh, this, you, sometimes, you know, immediately you're like, oh, this is no this is Not going to happen. Um, now, though, mind you, there have been times. Sure. Where we've all, you know, around. oh, this isn't my type. This person's not my type. And then you think, I, you know, you start to pursue it. Uh, that would be my wife and I. We were not. We're not. Are we? I don't think we just physically each other's types. Well, a friend my, of yeah. mine is on one of these sites and got matched with a local news anchor. No, really. And, and she reached out to him like separately on his to see if it was really him because you know sometimes people just throw pictures up and he was like, oh no way, didn't know you were on there. So it's, it was him. Uh, Jay Gardner. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna have to jot down who that is. Yeah, I want to find out. I, I definitely want to know. So anyhow. Um, this uh, this study said that they they um, said that the uh, cohabitation intentions uh, were stronger with people who had met online. Also, people who met via dating apps expressed the same level of satisfaction about the relationship as other couples and are more diverse in terms of educational and geographic background because that's a big part of it. You know, the people that you met had to be around you. Where now you can your your tendrils can reach out a little bit longer, and then you can decide. If, if the relationship is worth relocating for or something like that. There you know? might be more substantive. Listen, if you can get, if you're conversive with the person and you enjoy all those things that I tell people, you know, again, I have a, a great time with my wife, even just hanging out on the couch, making fun of TV shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're sort of, that sort of fosters that, that level, that extra level of compatibility. At least you can put it to the litmus test yep. uh, with these programs. Uh, yes, it comes as no shock. So, uh, good news from the Just Saying Institute. All right, what else? You're no longer a loser. No, no. All right, this one a little bit uh, little bit different than that. Uh, researchers used data from Facebook Ad Manager to find uh, people are more likely to trust a salesman with a beard than a salesman who is clean-shaven. <laughs> Wait, why? Than clean-shaven or had a mustache or had facial stubble. Is it because they appear more scholarly? Uh, people perceive men with facial hair to have higher levels of expertise and trustworthiness, and therefore the bearded salesman was more likely to close deals. What's <laughs> so the commercial? I forget what what it's for. It's an investment firm, I think, where the the guy has has kind of a a beard and then the glass, and he talks this way. And uh, mm-hmm. it's the one where Do- he's talking to Dolph Lundgren about you oh. know Rocky investments and all that stuff. I don't know. Oh. But, I haven't seen that. Yeah, but but um, uh, it, it, he, I think he was picked for that reason. Interesting uh, observation that 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 is where we are now because um, when I began in my was starting off my radio career and I was still going to school and right. the, the placement director that was trying to help find people jobs would always say, now make sure when you show up for the interview that you're clean shaven. Yeah. Like that was an important thing. I always said, likewise with me. And uh, that's way off base now. Is it, So and that would fall into the well, uh, Ameritrade, is, it pops up the commercial oh, okay. in, the, in the studio. But okay. but, uh, but um, the uh, being well-groomed, yeah, but I, sure. think, I, think, but a, I think a beard does sort of, in some cases, suggest... Uh, the early, yeah. a little more learned, perhaps, but maybe, oh. and and also that, not, that we're not talking a Duck Dynasty beard. We're no, talking, no, yeah. and and it may it may fall into the grooming thing, which, yeah, yeah. which people perceive as a, uh, a responsibility that right. you take on. That if that if it is clean and sharp lines and things like that in your beard, that maybe you are a responsible person. I don't know. Yeah, it can't be skid marks. It can't, <laughs> it can't be uh, unkempt, right? Like it has to be a neatly groomed beard. I'm assuming yeah. so. Uh, I'm just trying to think, though. Are there any salesmen in our staff that have facial hair? Gopper. No, uh, does he? He has a beard? He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he does now. Uh, I guess I, so does Paul Blake now. 
Don't okay. I don't know. I don't see I, with I, a mask. I think it's just because... Uh, they're doing this easy top cover band. Well, because right now they're not doing in person. Oh yeah, yeah, like true. That, yeah. So. Fish Long has a beard. <laughs> Stop oh. it! She's gonna kill you. I know. She is gonna kill you. I was trying to pick the, the one saleswoman <laughs> who would have a sense of humor yes. about it. Yeah. What about the, does Joe Bell currently have a beard? Or, or not yes, anymore. He did, He's been but... shaggy lately. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. He's got dreads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joe has dreads. Could you imagine? Oh my god, Irene, man, Irene. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, does. Does Bill have a beard sometimes? Yes. Weston? Yeah. yeah. He had the goatee. He had the goatee, big, that's big right. mutton that's chops. Yeah. No, stop. I'd be, that'd be great to see, you know, <laughs> Bill with a... Uh, like Civil War era. Bill Burnside. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, totally big Civil War. We're firing on our powder keg. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck D'Amico uh, has a beard like right after he shaves. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah, and, and, it, and it grows down to his back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Remember? It looks like a scuba outfit. Wax mm-hmm. Chuck tonight. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Everybody wax <laughs> Chuck tonight. Uh, so people perceived men with the facial hair to have higher levels of expertise, that I said, and trustworthiness and so on. Uh, this pattern even held after other factors were ruled out, such as race, ethnicity, age, attractiveness, or likability. So a beard might be something to help close that deal. Marissa, Marissa, you're a beard fan, right? Okay, and that you uh, that that's kind of her boyfriend thing. doesn't have one. She kind of shrugged a little bit. No, he's uh, he's clean shaven. Yeah, he's not a facial hair kind of guy. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so I like clean shaving too. Now. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens, though. I, you know, that's you you find the you find a person who's right, and you're like, oh, now I like this. Well, yeah. let me ask you, Steve, because you are the one who shaves with a yeah. razor on on your face with on a regular basis. Yes. I um I don't. Like shaving with a razor, my upper lip. I, it hurts, uh, and and it well, always hurt more than all the other parts of my. Uh, I love. My face I, and neck. I so I'm so fanatical about it. I have the the shaving by the sink when I get into the shower. I have another razor in cases I'm. I'm I, yeah. I miss a spot. I have a, a razor in my drawer here in the, at work, just in case. Just in yeah. case, because yeah. when I hit, I find a spot I've missed. I go nuts. My facial hair grows so slow. I, I shave once a week. Oh, really? Oh, that's wow. it. Yeah. Sunday morning. That's it. I mean, like I have a little stubble here now. Yeah. But you can't really tell, can you? No. Yeah, maybe just no. a little bit here. But case I, it's down. all I have to do is once a week, and it's great because shaving's a pain in the ass. It sucks. Yeah. But but really, so I I'm tying it in with the head shaving. So I do it right. about two to three times a week. Okay. I didn't tell you guys this, but um, I am doing laser hair removal. I'm, Are I'm you? Oh my I'm god! Done with it. I'm done with it. Finally well, yeah. getting all that hair off your back on your lip. <laughs> um, like everywhere. I'm with anywhere. the beaver patient. Any- Cancel my afternoon appointment. Anywhere I can. Kath, like, I do. Are you doing? Are you doing pubic? Uh, yes. Seriously. Okay. Yes. okay. All right. So, so how, 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 because you just because you're tired of shaving. I'm tired of shaving. I, you know like, you don't like the hair there, but right. And yeah. I'm not. I have forever said this. I am not a hairy person. Like I'm not the typical no. Italian. Right. Have the dark hair. I really don't. I have fine hairs. Um, I don't have a lot of them. And but it's just you know you. I still have to shave. I mean, how elaborate is, hair there. Is, is the removal process? Well, so when I did it years ago, I think we were at Y100, and I think it was one of my first endorsements. I did the down there hair. The down there hair where yeah. that came from. With I think wasn't that. Sintra? Yeah. Sintra. Yeah. Yeah. Down there. Down there. Yeah. So um, it, when I, I did my armpits and it hurt. Yeah. Like it was, my arm would get numb afterwards because it felt like yeah. a rubber band just right. slapping you over I and over again. I remember you coming back and your yeah. comment was, got the hair removal done? Ow! <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it hurt. Um, so, but obviously things are much different now. And, and the place that I go to, it is, I mean, when I tell you pain-free, it's completely pain-free. Okay. Okay. It just feels like a hot stone kind of rubbing on well, your Well, that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, so, and uh, even like, like the, uh, you're like, you're like the queen bee's butt 
fuzz. Hair? Yeah, they're uh, going to do that as well? The butt fuzz. That's exactly... She. I'm going to the same place she went oh, to where she got right. her butt fuzz removed. <laughs> Because I did the mirror dry in my armpits. In, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, and that's not laser. I don't know, quite know the technique, but I also, I don't know if they do mirror dry in other body parts other than the armpit. And you still don't have to use antiperspirant? You, do, you, uh, you know, I just I like mean, the way should, it smells. Sure. I mean, so I well, use deodorant. That's, that's yeah. deodorant, but, but yeah, yeah, you used to get pits. Yeah. Like, major. Real easy. Just, just from thinking. Still yeah. doesn't happen, yeah. right? It, yeah. no, and still no yeah. more? Yeah. Right, good on you, man. All right, well, beards might help seal the deal. As far as ACL goes, just to let ladies, you know. ladies. Uh, let's move on to something else like ADHD. All right, uh, attention deficit hyperactive disorder, I think, is what this stands for. Uh, but people with many ADHD traits are more likely to suffer when dealing with insomnia. It says here, Research- researchers in Sweden found that uh, those with high ADHD traits that do not meet the criteria for diagnosis are less able to perform tasks involving uh, attentional regulation or emotional control after a sleepless night than individuals with low ADHD. Well, who can do anything after yes. a sleepless night? Come on, knock it off. That's <laughs> ridiculous. I'm, I'm, I'm going to rescind my grant to the Jussain Institute. Okay. I, I was working on about two hours of sleep from Sunday into Monday. And I was I was uh, scared yeah. of, uh, of how I was going to perform on Monday. I I thought Se- we, sexually. I, well, no, but I thought we had a great show, and I, I, it's crazy. I thought I was pretty dialed in. I'm scared, and I was surprised because I was like, I'm going to be a complete zombie. I, it, yeah. it, it works all over the place. There's, there's no yeah, rhyme or reason for me, but I'll, I'll I'll tell you this. So I am. I guess I'm. If I'm ADD, am I ADHD? Is that is that just another? No, I think it's two different things. They're different, but I couldn't tell you the difference, so, Steve. I don't know. My thing is is the obvious things. I'm 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 I, I'm impatient. I'm very impatient. I. Mm. I jump around to multiple things. Uh, it's even in my staccato speaking and in the way I. Mm-hmm. Now it helps me with the comedic stuff. Sure, but um, uh, you know, I sometimes I become aware of it and I'm able to ratchet it back a little bit. Yeah, but I did take a test and apparently I'm I'm pretty heavily affected. So. Yeah, ADD, apparently, according to this uh, posting that we're seeing here, is not really used anymore. It's considered oh. an outdated term. AD, okay. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll describe that. I'll read this. ADHD is the official medical term for the condition, regardless of whether a patient demonstrates symptoms of hyperactivity. ADD is now out, outdated, an outdated term that is typically used to describe inattentive type ADHD, which has symptoms including disorganization, lack of focus, and forgetfulness. So it's... It's different because I am organized. Yeah, I, I, I am definitely that. I, I think it's more in my thought processes. I've been dealing with insomnia for about a year, and um, it's awful. I, I, every night, uh, especially during the week, I wake up at about three a.m. and I can't get back to sleep. Rochelle has had issues for years as well. She has gone and done uh, sleep studies to try and, and and not your standard sleep study like I did for. Um, uh, sleep apnea, it's a completely different thing when they check on things like narcolepsy. Mm-hmm. And they do this really weird sleep study where they wake you up like every hour Ugh. and you have to stay up for a certain amount of time and then you have to go back to sleep. So you have to you have to try to go back to sleep on purpose, even though they've already woken you up. Eh. And they keep doing this wake you up, put you back to sleep thing. What do they send like a one-man band into the room? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> wake up! Uh, but it turned out she had like a... Like a uh, it was so mild that it wasn't considered, I guess, a full diagnosis of things like narcolepsy and so on. But, 
Yeah, but she does. She has problems sleeping, and it sucks, man. It's terrible if you if you are suffering from a condition that does not allow you to get the right amount of sleep. And I know we talk about the sleep number beds, and, and obviously they can help uh, depending on your condition. But there are some conditions where it's just no, and I not listen, a lot you can do about it, and it sucks. If you've ever spent terrible. a night, you know, and everyone has at some point where you have we see have a virus or something, or you're you're waking up to throw up, or you're you can't quite get comfortable. Um, you wonder how people with clinical insomnia, I assume the suicide rate is high with people have to deal with that because it it starts to wear you down. It starts to, it starts to cause issues, I think, psychologically. It's cyclical. So if you're dealing with the depression or anxiety or both. Uh, it leads to insomnia, which only exacerbates the issue. It's really, it's awful. Yeah. And uh, so, how are you? How do you co- cope with it? Are are you sleep able on the to weekend? cope with it? I, I'll sleep in on Saturdays and yeah. Sundays, and uh, you know, unfortunately, I get in bad nap cycles. But um, you know, I, I've tried a lot of different approaches and different techniques. I'll tell you what, though, on uh, Monday, Casey, I was really sleep deprived as well. I never sleep well the last night of vacation, going into our first day back at work. On uh, Monday night into Tuesday morning, I slept until the alarm went off for the first time in about a year. Wow. Any correlation with drinking alcohol? Have you, have I don't, you noticed? I don't drink alcohol during the week. Okay. Uh, so I've, I've maybe tried. Maybe you should. Uh, yeah, maybe. No, yeah. I, was, I, I was reading about how alcohol messes with your, oh, totally. your sleep cycle. And because I, I'm the same way. If, if I'm on the week, I, I'm not a during the week drinker on rare occasions maybe. But I, I do on the weekends and still... I'll get up at like seven o'clock in the morning, and I don't want to wake up. Yeah. I want to sleep, but it's the booze that's waking me mm. up. Because oh, that the booze will wake... put you to sleep, yep. right? But it does not allow you to stay and asleep. It's right. not a good sleep. No, when you're sleeping yeah. because of alcohol, yeah. Person, well, it'll wake me up in the middle of the night, not seven, not morning, like the middle of the night. Yeah. Actually, over over break, I had um, champagne, and that seems to be what does it for me is the champagne. I woke up; it was probably three o'clock in the morning, so much so where I was wide awake, scrolling through Instagram, and I was like, you know what? Forget this. Went downstairs and put TV on and started watching TV because yeah. I was that mm. awake and never. Went back to bed. No so, kidding. So yeah. your day started then. Wow. So Nick, on the weekends when you say you're you're sleeping in, are you still having? Are you still waking up at three o'clock in the morning? No, there's some connection with our work schedule that's contributing to my lack of sleep in during the week. And and so because on vacation I slept just fine. Yeah, it, uh, my, uh, my, my internal clock, Nick, will wake me up. I wake up. I beat the alarm ninety nine percent of the time, but uh, just by a minute, you know. Right. But uh, even on the weekends, I will wake up at three forty, three forty one, three forty, you know, whatever. And I uh, uh, and then I go back to sleep. It's so it's so it's burned into me now, so that my internal clock will wake me the That's f up, good. and I can't, but I can't break out of it. But like, you you function on less sleep than I do. You're, uh, yeah, you're much do. better at staying up later, and uh, and I find that by the end of the week, I'm I'm tired. I'm, I'm not trying to make this segment about me. So no, you should check into getting ADD. It really helps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, let's talk about something else. All right, we're going in the direction of. Motion sickness. Ooh. Uh, if you suffer from motion sickness, you may want to listen to this. University of Warwick scientists have found that people with motion sickness who do various pen and paper visuospatial training tasks for 15 minutes a day for two weeks had improved visuospatial ability, I meaning so. they improved their movement, depth, and distance perception as well as their spatial navigation. <laughs> Uh, this in turn correlated with an average of 54% decrease in motion sickness. You're talking about another debilitating thing. People who have motion sickness who can't 
ride in a car unless they're in the front passenger yeah, seat. That's my mom. But yeah. people who can't, like a small boat ride, hmm. uh, it's even as bad for some people on elevators or esc- things that are in motion. Yeah. F them up. I like taking back roads when I go for a drive, you yeah. know, just to get off the highway or whatever, change things up. I can't do it if my girlfriend's in the car because she gets sick. You know, No so, kidding. Yeah, and if, if it's like literally going from here in Bala to, you know, to Phoenixville or whatever, if I'll take 23 or, you know, just get off 76 and 422 just to change it up, um, yeah. it, it makes her ill because of the motion of the car. I'm not to that level, but uh, there are some um, like amusement park rides or uh, being on a boat for a length of time that will start to get me queasy. What about scuba diving? So, no, not the diving itself. Now, the boat ride out? The boat ride out. We were in Hawaii. Oh, my God. It was the, the summer swell was coming up on the on the south shore of, of uh, Oahu. I got the summer swell right now. And she's looking at <laughs> you, big guy. And uh, it was, the boat was really rocking and rolling. And I had to stand up and force myself to get out and just look at the horizon yeah. and nothing else. If I would look down, started getting sick. And then when we went on our second dive, uh, underwater, the currents were really kicking up. And you, they call it the washing machine because yeah, yeah, your body yeah. just goes up and moves around. You have no control. You're with the ocean. Yeah. And after a while of that, I'm like, okay, I need. <laughs> I don't want to puke into my regulator, man. I want to get out have, of here. Have you ever been out on a boat and instead of looking at the horizon, you log on to the horizon website? Uh, no, but I should <laughs> yeah, try yeah, that. That yeah. doesn't help. Horizon. You're looking down, <laughs> down at your phone. That's not going to help. So, yeah, if you're on a boat, they tell you to look at the horizon. If you're in a car and you're getting car sick, what, do they tell you to do anything in the car? They, they go, go on a ferry. <laughs> so uh, no, like, is there a trick? I, you know, uh, I no, not that I know. I, I know it would be try to not focus on anything inside the car for sure. Because uh, I, I, I assume something horizon ish, but I, I there I've had friends throughout the years whose level of sensitivity was was really uh, upsetting basic life functions. I mean, you know, like nothing was on the table for them. So forget amusement parks. Forget oh, yeah. Any- I, uh, yeah. I can't do that. I can't do any of the rides. But in the car, if I'm not driving, I cannot look at my phone. Like yeah, it, uh, it immediately makes me sick. Okay. So this doctor, uh, Joseph Smith, said that uh, being able to reduce an individual's personal susceptibility to motion sickness using simple brain training tasks is a massive step forward in the development of future transportation systems, including autonomous vehicles. Because, yeah, think about it, autonomous vehicles. Right. You may be getting work done and right. stuff like that eventually, and you might start getting sick from it. Uh, he said, I hope that in the future we can optimize the training into a short, highly impactful method. But right now, I guess if you look up online, you can probably find these techniques um, that are uh, these pen and paper training tasks. That you're supposed to do 15 minutes a day for two weeks. It's a bit of uh, I think you write, I will not puke 500 times. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of work, but uh, but they're saying that it, it they've seen improvements. Uh, the the, the, the uh, several point for motion sickness has to do with uh, the liquid in your ears, does it not? Yeah, it's some mm-hmm. kind of inner ear thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I told you guys I have this condition that happens every now and then where I get vertigo. And, I, and I, after dealing with it for several days, I was a little bit scared. And I called Dr. Mike. He's like, oh, this is easy. You, there are these um, these small crystals that right. are that are part of your inner ear. Believe it or not, it's really weird, and sometimes they get in the wrong place. And so there's this there's this uh, uh, procedure that you do where you essentially you lay on your you turn your head sideways and then you lay down hmm. and then you do these movements with your head for a certain amount of seconds and it and it resets it. And sure enough, it works. I'm like, I, I'm, I was he was telling me this stuff. I'm like, this is not going to fix my problem. <laughs> yeah, worked. Didn't didn't happen immediately, yeah. but like a couple hours later, I'm like, oh my god, I feel normal now. And it happens every now and then. All of a sudden, I'll just be dizzy. 
Uh, mm. But then you do these things, and boom, it it, uh, it works. Hang on a second. I'm going to go to Kristen, who has some uh, tricks to help calm you down if you get motion sickness. Hey, Kristen, good morning. Good morning. What's up? So I have been, um, I get motion sickness ever since I was a little kid. In the car, in the back seat, I would be throwing up everywhere. So, um, you know, as a young kid, my we used to get popped with Dramamine. Um, and we would sleep in the car rides. But as I got older, I kind of find out that I can't sit in the back seat of a car um, because I will get motion sickness. So I've learned that if I sit in the middle of a back seat or if I have to sit in the front seat to look forward so that you're not seeing everything flash past you very quickly um, and it have cold air blown at your face. Cold air, yes. I've heard cold that. Cold air blown at your face, yes. And then also um, I will do deep breathing techniques. So if I start to feel like I'm going to get sick, I will take deep breaths in my nose and then out my mouth, like the slow, deep breathing to help try to calm my stomach. As long as the cold air is blowing out my face, um, you know, to do that. And sometimes, you know, it gets to the point that you have to kind of pull over and just like get some oh. fresh air. Kristen, fresh air I, I, really helps. I assume. So that's like, for example, if you're on a boat, and they tell you to get up on deck to, you yeah, know, you have the motion. Go to... down below. Uh-huh. Right. No, yeah. Yeah. But below. what if you were to close your eyes uh, would that exacerbate the issue or would it mitigate it i think it's for me it, it closing my eyes doesn't help because i can still feel the motion of everything happening right. i have to focus on something that is not moving so like huh. if i'm on a boat and i've been on a couple boats before like on vacations and things and i've accidentally gone down below deck and i would like oh my gosh so you have to like almost get to the front of the boat too right. so that you are looking at the horizon each like kate winslet one thing yeah yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, and I find out too. Like even amusement park rides as a kid, roller coasters were fine, but anything that went backwards, like the the pirate ship, mm-hmm. when it would go backwards, that motion going backwards, and like that fo- like the focusing, oh, yeah. that would make me sick. Yeah, I believe it. So, all right, thanks, yeah, Kristen. Thanks. Uh, Have a great day, guys. You too. you too. My buddy Will made one of the biggest mistakes of his life. He was uh, he was going to join some friends. I forgot where they were. They had a sailboat. and They were going to go on a on a trip, uh, but they went down the day before the day before night before. Partied, hammered, oh, woke up the next morning, raging uh, hangover, like a, oh. like, a, like a nausea hangover, yeah. not just a headache hangover. And he was there with his family, and uh, they were planning the trip, and he's like, all right, maybe I'll feel better after we get going for a oh, while. No. So he gets on the boat, doesn't feel any better, and then he went down below oh, and decided, because he needed to lay down and yeah. sleep, too. He was tired, so he said it was just the worst day of his life, you know? I mean, just, I'm like, what, dude, what were you thinking? Uh, same sort of scenario. So my friend it wasn't wasn't drunk, but the, we, so we, you know, after Jaws came out, we got this shark charter. We got it with the, the best guy in Montauk to go out and go shark fishing. Uh. And so he go, we go into this place where all these seasoned sailors are there, these guys that run the tuna boats or whatever, they're all there, and they're slamming down. He wants to have the same breakfast, so he's oh, having oh, eggs oh, and the whole damn thing. We get out. He started vomiting the way the kids are vomiting in Problem Child Three. <laughs> I mean, like projectile. And then he 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 remembers none of the trip because oh, he just yeah. passed the f out. And that's the worst because they're not going back for you. Oh, no, no. <laughs> sorry. Not, no. Yeah, I've been on I've been on fishing charters where sorry, dude, we got so, three yeah. more hours to go. <laughs> yeah, and it's just hell. They, um, my brothers went out on a, a boat in um, in Montauk as well, and the, you know, the captains thought it was going to be okay. They got out there; it was very rough, and basically everyone on on the boat was like, "We're fine to go back." Like everyone was getting sick. Let's just go, yeah, because you create your own chum slick after a while. Yep.
All right, uh, so do these uh, pen and paper exercises might help you out. All right, let me see what else we got here. All right, this one is on a lot of people's minds. Uh, here is how to trick your brain into keeping a New Year's resolution. Uh, uh, these are from the uh, the Just Saying Institute. Uh, so here's what you want to do. These are scientifically backed things that might help you keep your resolution. Just a quick question before yes. you go into this. I find this year I've heard less about people making New Year's resolutions going, F it. Mm. I, uh, I haven't. 2020 was my New Year's. Yeah. I haven't had many people talk to me about it. Yeah. Anymore. I haven't really heard anybody go, okay, this is it. You know, I mean, I am trying to live a healthier lifestyle. Right. And, and But that's just normal for me after a couple of weeks off. I mean, because well, you, you, you get a little decadent. You I give think. yourself a pass and yeah. then you try, to, you try to correct it. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, what are the, the things that work? All right. First, quantify your goal and then break it into smaller, more achievable pieces. World oh domination. Well, is, dude, what? Okay. I, I mean, I was just telling somebody the same thing right before we took our, our break because they wanted to change so much about their lifestyle. I said that, that it, mm, it doesn't work. It, well, it's tough to make that work. Right. So what I had suggested was, okay, make a, you know, a, a, your list of what you, where you want to be. And then break that down and try and figure out what – suppose you want to either quit or start uh, to do four different things. I want to start smoking. Or, <laughs> well, but, you know, like a lot of times it's like I want to take off weight. I want to drink less. I want to exercise more. I want to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, what thing could you do like one at a time that would make the next thing easier to do rather right. than trying to do it all at once? That's, That's a big mistake. We've always said that for, for years and years and years. And and I, I I tell guys you know when uh, I, I I dress guys are going to have the the prostate cancer surgery mm-hmm. and about uh, adjusting diet I say baby steps mm-hmm. one thing at a time find something that you like that's healthy and eat that for a while and mm-hmm. see if that makes you know and, and in other words we 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 tend to say full one eighty exactly. I'm going to change it all and you're just setting yourself up for failure and and if you if if exercise is it, and and you've never really been into it, instead of going, all right, an hour of exercise, whatever, yeah. just do 15 minutes. That's it. Just start with 15 minutes, and do build. that for a week, and yeah. then the week after that, do 20 minutes. But people go, well, that's just not an... Yes, it is. It's a start. It's really less about the duration than the consistency. And right. getting your body prepared right. for yeah. a more vigorous workout. So I was looking at my... I'm on Strava, um, the Strava app, and that kind of um, it measures it's your... dating app. <laughs> it's not. No, it's an exercise okay. app, and, and I I use it to log my my cycling miles, and and I just started uh, or restarted jogging, and so I looked at my year in review, yeah. and I had completely forgotten. But today is the last day that I actually broke my New Year's resolution, and I had made a resolution last year that I was going to run one mile every single day of the year, and I did it for seven straight days, and then on January eighth <laughs> I stopped, and you could see that I didn't. I had zero activity from January eighth until sometime in like mid to late March. And, you know, that is coupled with, you know, like the depression that you feel. You only miss February. Yeah. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. What happens is it collapses in on itself mm -hmm. and that get, uh, I just can't do it. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Somebody emailed me about season, uh, seasonal depression and said that I should come up with an activities list for people who suffer from seasonal depression, Mm. like to give them something to do. Seasonal depression activities. (laughs) Sounds perfect. Right? Motion sickness activities. I want to point out something uh, about our boy Casey here uh, that Last year, and it was over the course of about nine months, not even the whole year, rode his bike 1,500 miles. Yeah. 
1,400 miles. That's good. So that that's was pretty amazing. I was trying to sort of measure what that is, and that's essentially riding my bike from Wildwood, New Jersey to yeah. Key West, Florida. That's a decent amount of miles. Yeah. Now, for anybody that's a cycler, because I was at Keswick Cycle a couple of days ago, and this guy, Mike, uh, who's a huge fan of the show, He's like, I do like, you know, like between five and 10,000 miles a year. I'm like, God, I feel like such an a-hole. No. Because I was so proud of 1,500. No. But listen. Every achievement is, yeah. that means something. Yeah. No, I mean, it doesn't huge. mean a lot. No, no. <laughs> it means, it's, it's, it, you're building. You'll get your 10,000 yeah, mile years. Maybe. So, so you break your, 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 uh, your goal into smaller, more achievable pieces. And as you complete those small pieces, your brain will reward you. And the more frequently you do that, the stronger your connection in your brain it gets, and you'll be motivated to continue along to your goal. If your goal involves developing a new habit, you want to con- connect the changes that you want to make with the things you already do. For example, if you want to start working out, decide that you'll do it right after you get out of bed or right when you get home from work. So you want to put it in... That's wanna, what I do. You want to put it next to something. I don't allow any time to... Okay, let me just take care of this. I, mean, I, I just go right into the workout. That's what I'm going to do today. Me yeah. too. Also, don't uh, forget to reward yourself after you do each thing. Simply mentally telling yourself that you're proud of what you did that day may sound silly, but it might actually or does actually work. When I finish my workout, I go to a machine. It hangs on the wall. I hit the bell, and a cookie comes out. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wish we had one of those around here. (laughs) Additionally, uh, you know that it takes about 66 days uh, for people to form a new healthy habit. 66 days. you got to stick it out for at least two months. And that's when it becomes habit. And this 66 is, days. This is about how long. <laughs> to a better you. Hi, I'm Matt Cowper. We want to learn the secret to success. <laughs> Just 66 s- days. Yes. You Super think- secrets to success. 66 days. <laughs> Each course comes with a smock. And how do you feel when you're done? Superb. <laughs> you think he has any resolutions this year? Matt? Yeah, actually, I, I saw him. And he's uh, Matt's great, but he he, he had his he has a, and he's very funny because I'm showing in the bathroom. He has this new like um uh, tr- p- portable bathroom. Yeah. He, well, he brought uh, a new product. He yeah, told me about that. He hangs oh, it up on no. the mirror. It? It's got serious? different pouches. What? It's like a it's like a, a grooming center. Yeah. I think it's brand new and it's really cool. And so we were talking cologne in the bathroom. Oh and, my and, God. But but I mean. Matt's Matt. It's great, but you know it's, a, it's, a, it's an incredible center of you know yeah. colognes and very such, wait a minute. But to, yeah. so Matt's hanging up in our in our it hangs up on the mirror community bathroom. Cups, I guess. It's no, it's got like a uh-huh. hook. It appears to be. And it's yeah. got a, a, different pouches in it for the different accessories. It's okay, a, you gotta stop see it. it. I swear to God, stop. I swear it. No, to I'm God, not, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to him. Yeah. Matt, stop it. <laughs> stop, stop it. Yeah. Stop. Stop, stop it. the insanity. Yeah. <laughs> But Nick, to answer your question, no. Remember that Susan he didn't make any resolutions. He does not. He's, he's perfect. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't have to change anything. Uh, yeah. He's good. He's good the way he is. Because I am beautiful. Yeah. No matter what you say. Yeah. Words can bring you sick. Yeah. Uh, so listen, keep it. Stick with it about two months, and and it can turn into habit. Yes. All right. I like wonder, like I, uh, OCD. I wonder <laughs> if it is easier for people to uh, follow their New Year's resolutions in like nicer climates, like people in Florida or like Southern California. Because I got to tell you, man, 
January sucks in Pennsylvania. It no, it, no, you are exactly right. Let's say if you live in, 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 in an atmosphere that is ultra, like if you live in Napa, mm-hmm. you know, you're, living, you're surrounded by healthiness all the time and everyone around you is doing doing active things and it's easier just to put on shorts and go out and you're not switching nine layers of clothing every yeah. time you go to do something. That's yes. the key. Because uh, I will, uh, I mean, unless you have your indoor options, if you have a, a treadmill yeah. or elliptical or something to do. But even that's... It, it gets stagnant. Yeah. yeah, it definitely does. Getting outside is is so much better to to exercise, and and uh, I would think that there's got to be some quarter, some sort of correlation with that. Right. A nicer climate will uh, equal yeah uh, a more healthy lifestyle. But then again, I've I've been out in Colorado before and seen those outdoorsy people. But but they, but they get out in the winter. It's also they? it's sunny 300 days of the year. Like even if it's cold in Colorado, it's always sunny. Really? Oh yeah, they have more. I think uh, Denver has more days of sunshine than L A. What? Oh. I didn't know yeah, that. yeah, wow. and okay. that's part of the reason why people move there. And um, by the way, Preston, my brother yesterday started Krav Maga. My brother Josh, mm. who uh, since Big Climb Philly two or three years ago has dropped seventy pounds in large part because of his move to Colorado. He just spends wow. so much time outside, and his indoor activity now, his New Year's resolution is to get an MMA. So he started Krav Maga last night. Oh, he'll love it. He yeah. and I, when we did the Big Climb, he and I had a really tough time. We did it. Yeah, we did it. But I, you know, <laughs> there were two people in that stairwell. Who we looked at each other, and you could see the fear in our eyes. It was like, oh my god! Like, well, that was a breaking point for him. He, yeah, he, he realized he took a look in the mirror, and he's like, you know what? Um, I don't want to end up in last uh, next year when I do this, so I'm going to lose some weight. And he did. Here, your wow. sunniest uh, cities, Preston, are posted up. Uh, yeah, well, it's ranked thirtieth. Denver is. Uh, I don't know where. It, I don't have the full list here. So sick. There's 129. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get one more story, and then we'll wrap it up from the uh, Just Saying Institute. These are uh, various uh, studies that have come in, and the stats, studies and stats, studies, studies stats. and stats. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that uh, was a good drum break. We we have. <laughs> That's where it's where at. it's at. Um, we have uh, many more cold days ahead of us, so keep in mind. As the weather gets colder, you might be tempted to reach for a mug of hot cocoa. Cow, cow. Cow, cow. Uh, And a new study finds that might actually be a healthy choice. University of Birmingham researchers have found that consuming foods with lots of flavanol, which is found in cocoa. Flavanol. uh, Increases the drinker's mental performance. Yes, we've heard that there are uh, good aspects to cocoa. Medicinal. Uh, Flavanols are a group of molecules that occur naturally in fruits and vegetables. Fruits. And uh, it's from, uh, this is 40. That's it. She eats lots of fruits. (laughs) Uh, And previous studies have shown that uh, they can improve brain health. So if a mental health is something that is important to you, maybe a little more cocoa. My wife makes a uh, mean hot cocoa, and we have this sort of frothing machine that uh, it's it's to die for. The I hot still, chocolate bombs were like I a still hit. haven't done those. Uh, they were oh, a yeah. hit for oh, really? Christmas. Santa brought a bunch. Yeah, we got we got like a dozen flavors. of them. Yeah. Are yeah. they are they yeah. really good? Oh, they, I mean, they're just it's just fun. To yeah, yeah. See the to see it pop open. You pull the, the pin out. Yeah, press the marshmallows. Mic- Come to the top. Yeah, my um, my kids make them, so we'll we'll have them. Okay, definitely in the send new, them on over. Yeah, the uh, the new report also finds flavanols stimulate brain blood oxygenation levels, which can help people in uh, thinking faster and uh, help perform cognitive challenges more efficiently. Flavanols, hot cocoa. Who knew? There you go. It's good, good, good for your brain. Um, all right, these are just a few things from the Just Saying Institute. Thought I would share them, and we have that new. Uh, What's the new part of the 
Just oh, uh, it was the, uh, I erased it, uh, the Famunda Cheese Aromatherapy and Auto Detailing Center. That's right. New on the campus yes. of uh, the Justine Institute. <laughs> uh, let's take a break. Reminding you, no sad dough starts tomorrow with the Preston and Steve Show and WMMR. Your chance to win $500 seven times a day. It's amazing. It begins at 8 a.m. The details are available at WMMR.com. It's very, very simple. And uh, get them and get ready because we will give that stuff away starting tomorrow. We'll be back in just a moment. Seven times a day, starting Friday. Listen even hours. That's 8 and 10 a.m., noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. Get the keyword, then text it to 45911. Or enter it via WMMR.com or our app to also get qualified for the $10,000 grand prize. See official rules and details at WMMR.com. No sad dough! No sad dough. Starting Friday from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, so uh, a couple of uh, shout-outs, if you don't mind. I got this email from Erin, and she says, I'm sitting on the couch with my boyfriend listening to your podcast as we finish up some work. My boyfriend, Bobby Paintner is a lifelong listener and absolutely love you guys. Uh, loves you guys. He is the one who introduced you all to me, and I'm proud to say that I, too, am a listener now. I love Bobby with all my heart. We've been uh, through a lot together, and I'm so proud of how far we've come. His birthday is January 7th. <gasps> That's today. Uh, Your and, birthday's uh, coming up. A shout-out. Yes, it is. A shout-out would put a smile on his face. Thanks for taking the time to read this. So a shout-out for Bobby. Bobby! Happy birthday. There you go. The 17th? <clears throat> the 7th. No, what? when's your birthday? The twenty fifth. Oh. You still got time. Still got it wrong. <laughs> you still got time to give me a gift. I was like the yeah. seventh. That's today. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's the twenty fifth. Why didn't we mention? Yeah. It? yeah. Isn't that the same as yours, Kev? No. Oh. No. Oh. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It is. <laughs> what? Listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Not, Kathy's the twenty fifth. Marissa's of the, August. Of yeah. August. Oh, not same, the same, like, month. same day. Same day. Okay. So that's how that's I can how you remember. remember it. You guys were all born on the same day. Thank you, Nick. Marissa's the twenty first. I got it. All right. Casey's is the 4th. Steve's is, is the 12th. Your anniversary is the 12th. That's right. Nick's? 20th. Casey's. Yeah. Casey's is the 4th. I knew Preston didn't know. He, he spells it birthday, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Birthday. 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 All right. I thought that was your Ernie day. No, that's your birthday. Uh, which, by the way, I never changed those. So. Uh, whatever. Okay. Uh, here's another one that says, hey, get married this weekend. My fiance's uncle helped me record a song for her as part of a wedding gift. Uh, and he is also a listener. And I'd love to give him a big, juicy shout-out because he basically did everything to make the song sound great. His name is Dan Brakeman, and his studio is DTS Recording Studio. Thanks so much. And that's from Josh Buckley. You want to hear a little bit of the song? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Mm, Beautiful. That's a hit. All right, and then one last one. Uh, this is cool. It says, uh, Gadzoo Express and Steve and crew, I wanted to say thank you uh, to you and the crew for giving me sanity. I'm currently deployed in the Middle East with uh, supporting operations Spartan Shield and Inherent Resolve. I'm a Southeast, Southeast PA native, 
and having a laugh with the show through podcasts, live streaming, or Daily Rush videos. Uh, they get me through a humdrum daily routine. Missing my wife and fellow show fan, Natalie, son David, and all of my family and friends. Can you please give a massive shout-out to the men and women of the 28th Expeditionary Combat Aviation uh, Brigade? Uh, We are halfway through our time here and can't wait to get back. Thanks. We'll put ranch dressing (laughs) on my pizza in your honor. Uh, That is Corporal, soon-to-be Sergeant, Zach Mateja. Uh, religious affairs specialist on the 628th Aviation Support Battalion. So for the uh, military case, oh, we, we okay. got to rock yeah, a Tom Jones. Totally are we going to do that. Tom Jones yeah, yeah. or are we going to do um, James Brown? James Brown. Where's James Brown go again. I keep forgetting. Uh, uh, oh, wait a minute. Do you have it, Casey? Uh, oh, right. I have it. Wait, I, I know what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do both if yeah. you want. I, I love both of them. Right. So hang on just a second. Casey's got to find. Are right, you ready? This yeah. song. Here we go. Wow! I feel good. Damn it. <laughs> Do it again. Wow, I feel good. <laughs> that's it. All right, you can give it Tom Jones. Right, okay, here we go. Because that's a big one for the military. Yeah. So. All right, and then one more shout out, and this is from Jackie Bam Bam. Jackie Bam Bam wants to wish a happy birthday to his cousin, who just so happens to be the chief of uh, Morton Police Department. His name is Joe Laspina. Happy birthday. This shout is for you. Nice. Uh, how many of us here in the studio are wearing jeans this morning? Denim? I am. Uh, Nick? I am. Me? Kathy? <laughs> I am not. No, I'm wearing my... Uh... Adidas uh, workout pants. And mm. Casey's wearing uh, some sweats as well. Sweats are your usual. Do you, you don't wear jeans at all? They often, are do you? Adidas workout pants, like Steve, because I work out all the time. And no, I don't like jeans. Uh, you don't. Right, like, I don't never I don't, wear. I, don't, jeans? I do like jeans. No. In fact, How? I was just talking about uh, ordering some jeans. And Marissa, you're wearing jeans, right? Your jeans wear no, mm. or yeah, I can't yeah, tell from those are black they, jeans. They look like leggings. And Chuck is wearing jeans as well. Yeah. Um, I have the history uh, of denim trends and where they came from. I like this. Yeah. This wow. little walk through nostalgic jeans history. I'm a jeans guy. I've always been a jeans guy. I almost exclusively wear denim jeans. My son, uh, my oldest son, Parker, hates them. Never really? wears them. Always wears sweats. Always. Yeah, Absolutely. me and Parker basically have the same wardrobe. Yeah, it's the same yeah. same sensibility. Sweat, my sweetest wife. Sweats and I'm hoods. wearing jeans today, yeah. and I'll be wearing jeans tomorrow. So this is indeed the history. So we'll start with, or at least the the, the trends. Yes, uh, there we, have been a number of trends. Oh yeah, we'll start with acid wash. Remember acid wash? One yeah. of the biggest yeah. tra- acid wash jeans yeah. all the rage. Nineteen eighties. Um, and the acid washing process has its roots in nineteen sixties surf culture. Uh, according to CRF Fashion Book, the trend really took off though in the nineteen eighties after guests. Released the first pair of pre-washed, bleached, splattered jeans. That's what they were called. Bleached, <laughs> splattered jeans. And if you grew up in the acid jean era, you may have had a kit at home that you could create the trend yourself. You might have even had a matched jean jacket that would go oh, along yeah. with that. One thousand yeah. percent. Absolutely. Uh, but these days, acid wash is often done more subtly. Uh, there are still plenty of do-it-yourself uh, options, but yeah, acid wash was a was a big thing. It was while, that like yeah. I think of that, and I think of Debbie Gibson. No, oh, yeah, they, they, yep. that, that sort of look, that acid wash, that with the jean jacket and the jeans, absolutely. And yeah, the, 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 the very first pair of jeans I ever owned were probably I think I was in sixth grade, um, and they were acid wash. Yeah, and I got them because I was in this. 
I was in a I was a, a, a music hal we called it, and yeah. we were doing West Side Story. So I was one of the uh, Jets. Oh, okay. okay. So you had to have your acid wash jeans to be a Jet. <laughs> I in eighties West Coast. <laughs> right, West right, right. He must West be a story. Jet because he's wearing acid wash jeans. All right, how about, uh, here's another denim trend, mom jeans. Yeah, which are, like, back on trend now. Yeah, it conjures up an image of high-waisted, rigid denim jeans with straight but not tight legs. Didn't President Obama get caught? Wasn't that a big thing that blew up a little bit? Yeah, he was wearing dorky jeans. Dorky jeans. Yeah. Uh, Supposedly, the high waist was meant to cover the tummy and prevent it from spilling over the top of the jeans, creating the dreaded muffin top. But usually all it did did was accentuate any visible fat and make you look frumpy to boot. Uh, But here's something that might blow your mind, though. According to Emma McClendon, a fashion historian and the author of Denim, Fashion's Frontier, uh, said in the history of jeans as a garment, the high-rise, straight-leg, no-stretch denim template is actually very typical. Uh, She told, she had said in an interview, uh, not just for women... Uh, but for men as well, the very first jeans that were really made for women, ladies Levi's from the 1930s. And you could arguably call them mom jeans. High, like high-rise jeans. It says they were basically 501 jeans, a classic Levi's mm-hmm. cut, uh, but with a higher rise. Um, that basic shape endured into the 1960s. I find that too restricting. Uh, they noted the term mom jeans didn't come popular until 2003. <laughs> Uh, the era of the super stretchy low rise jeans, thanks to a SNL sketch. Jesus. Right, remember yeah. with Tina Fey? Yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, so um, Pierre is a huge uh, jeans wearer, yeah. and he is very, very specific on which brand. He's the Levi's guy, right? Yeah, I yeah. believe he is. Five hundred ones, not just Levi's. Five hundred ones. They got to be five hundred ones. Yeah. And to me, those are a little too restrictive. Whenever I did wear jeans or buy jeans. First, I would get them from American Eagle, but then those I didn't. They they wore out way too soon. Okay, like you you wouldn't even get a year out of them for for me. So now, like I, the only jeans I have are around the nutsack, right? Yeah. A yeah. little bit below where your bunghole is, under <laughs> back, brown too, next back to my, my bunghole. Mm-hmm. Bunghole. That's right. Um, With crotch down where your nuts hang, it's always a little too tight. Yep. <laughs> but now I think uh, Gap are the only jeans that I have. All right. Yeah. I. I don't have a brand. I mean, Levi's, I think, are are the best, but I don't, I'm not brand specific. I'll go in, and if, if they look right and feel right, I'll buy them. I forget who makes this. I have a couple pairs that I really like from this one company, and then I saw these advertisements popping up, and it was, uh, it, the, 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 I think the name of it is the most comfortable jeans company or whatever. Yeah. Oh, and, really? Yeah, and it's, but it's like a boutique jeans place out of New York. Okay. And uh, it's not just like some bunch of crap. It's an actual trendy thing that people are digging. Now, I remember Pierre telling us one time that he had a technique he learned from somebody where you wear them and sit in the bathtub. You remember him telling yeah. us this? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, to wait, get them. and what does it do? It, it stretches it out and, and actually makes it... Um, does it form to your... Fit form proper. to your body. Somehow yeah. or another. But Ew, I, I know people imagine. who don't wash them and simply put them in the freezer. Yeah, yeah to... To get rid of the germs, but I can't imagine like wet jeans. That's got to be the most uncomfortable thing. Ever. Be hard to take them off, yeah. too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know what the, I forgot where, where he learned that. But if you um, are wearing, in the army, if you are wearing <laughs> jeans and you uh, find yourself overboard in the ocean or a lake or something like that, you can use it as a flotation. You can, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they do end up uh, when they're wet. They will um, they have retain a bit of a seal more. Yeah, yeah. All right. So how about uh, Jenko jeans? Oh, yes. Marissa, this was Marissa's jam back in the day. Really? Yes. In fact, 
Marissa, you still have them. Like, you put them away, and they're, like, in a bin somewhere just in case they uh, come back in style? Oh, yeah. I have okay. them. They, um, I never hemmed them. I stapled the hem. <laughs> and I think there's, there might be duct tape in there, too. Uh, they were size 32. And I think <laughs> the ankles were uh, maybe, like, 36. Whoa! Yeah. That's crazy. They're massive. And 32 is way too big for you, right? Yeah, so yeah. they, like, sat somewhere, like, on my butt. I think my <laughs> – I always had a belt. I think uh, my favorite one was a seatbelt. It was an old Ford oh seatbelt. <laughs> so, Marissa, I just pulled up an, an article that said that they were back briefly in 2017. Would you say that's uh, accurate? I think somebody may have bought the company, but they're actually back now. They're I was ba- okay. in Target the other day, and um, Levi's is making these super wide leg – Jeans, like they're just they're in stores right now. God, they, it, on the on the right person, they look great. On the wrong person, it was a disaster. Yes, yeah, without yeah. a doubt, <laughs> they were terrible. I tried to put them on the other day, not the other day, recently, and they just looked terrible. Like they never ever looked good. So these ultra wide baggy pants were a signature look for skater guys, which is exactly who they appealed to at first before they become much more popular. So much more popular, they can be found pretty much everywhere. Uh, created by brothers uh, Haim, or, and uh, oh, the, that's his first name, Haim and Yaakov Reva. The jeans debuted in 1993, so they're the, one of the most recent ones, and eventually boasted leg openings up to 50 inches. <laughs> 50 inches. We're looking at one of those uh, pair of those 50 inch oh legs. Oh my god, that just looks stupid. <laughs> Each remember, leg looks like a dress. I remember people wearing that though. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I know. oh yeah, in high school. Yep. Yep. So around the time of uh, Criss Cross, what were they wearing? Were they uh, those were, No, those were, um, uh, what's the word, uh, overalls. And they were uh, backwards. You're right, yeah. With uh, one uh, strap down. Yep. So uh, the brand's mission was to challenge conventionalism, explore the unfamiliar, honor individuality. After becoming incredibly popular in the 90s and then falling out of favor, Jenkos have been revived several times. It's so. tough to... Mommy, where are my Jenko jeans? <laughs> but it's tough to honor individuality when everybody at the concert is wearing Jenko jeans. I know, jeans, yeah. You know? I'm such an individual. I'm wearing yeah. what everyone else is wearing. Uh, here's a text that says, most comfy jeans ever, AG, which were Adriano Goldschmidt. They're about $200. Holy hell. Uh, but you never want another brand, according to this person. Really? Yeah. Maybe I should switch to Jenko jeans. All right, here's the one I, this is the, the main, uh, I guess, trend I followed, which was the super ripped jeans, and not this most recent era of them, 1980s so super ripped jeans. The most recent, compared to the original 1980s, you would have a couple of holes, a couple of rock holes, mm-hmm. and it was like, it was cool. It The most recent version was so ripped, it was, it was only, like, like, yeah, it was like, be, just there was Huge not, gaping it, holes. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there, I mean, <laughs> you weren't even wearing. I don't even know what to qualify. The leg was we, like yeah. completely open. We had a, 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 a girl in here wearing a, a listener, and she had them on, and it was like, I, I, where is Are the you actual? Cold? What's that? <laughs> yeah, you cold? yeah. So we had in the in the eighties when this surfaced. Uh, I remember there being if if your jeans had ripped naturally over time and worn that way, it was a bit of a badge of honor. Yeah, over it was those, better. Over those who had taken a razor and just kind of started it yeah, and then yeah. washed oh, totally. it a few times. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so my cousin had uh, jeans in the 80s and he, you know, wore them yeah. until they ripped, so he would never get rid of them. 
he kind of got stuck in the 80s and uh, lived there forever. So he, it was so funny when this trend came back out. He goes, I'm back in style. <laughs> yeah, just hold on to it. It'll come back eventually. But you got to see. But you have, I mean, he literally still has the same jeans. And that's it looks like that, Steve. Like we're talking about like, the whole leg is open. I have like I have some some 501s. I have some jeans that, you know, if you have a good pair, you can hold on to them for decades. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the first pair, according to this article of ripped jeans, probably happened from actual wear and tear. And some have suggested that the trend of ripped jeans originated in the 1970s with punk bands. Uh, but eventually, fashion got hold of super distressed denim, and the trend went way off the rails. Jeans with slashes up and down the legs could be uh, could be bought new, often for exorbitant prices. Uh, sometimes the tears went beyond rips to become full-on holes in the jeans. And if you're going for the distressed look, you can still buy very holy jeans today. So there's a picture up in the studio of of the current, yeah, which oh, is just yeah. almost non-existent. You just might as well wear shorts. Yeah, that's big holes have been cut yeah. out of them. Yeah, Casey, in the '90s, did you peg your jeans? I, I didn't wear jeans. I, I um, even in the '90s, yeah, I had like bugle boy pants. I okay. would wear those. What are what is peg? So pegging you... is not sexual. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh, a rectal thing. It's with not. A, nope, not with, with jeans. Strap on. Stop it! And uh, no, basically you would. Uh, Sorry, talking. You'd pinch them. Stop it! You'd pinch yeah. the uh, one side uh, and then roll them up so they would be very tight against the bottom of your legs. So oh yes, I, I, I remember that. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, people are still doing it these days. No, they, they, I, they I, shouldn't I, be. I, I see. I, I don't like that look. Um, but yeah, uh, we did that with whatever pants I was wearing. I wore Dockers to uh, school. You'd peg your Dockers? You'd peg your Dockers. Okay, and yeah. I yeah had, if you're uh, on your way to the Howard Jones concert. I think it would be like 91, 92, end of high school era for, for me in case. Do you think that the trend, and we're talking about these things and how ridiculous some of these things sound now, but, you know, from Back to the Future 2, you know, pulling your, uh, <laughs> your, 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 your pockets inside out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can see, like, any of these things... If the right person does them, yeah. and then enough people think that that's cool, that's all it takes. It really. Who yeah. is who's really deciding? I don't even see. I haven't seen a real. Uh, maybe Jenner. I'm just out of the loop. A really on this level fashion trend. Yeah, it happens on Instagram. I, I mean, like listen, a little bit. What, this, that somebody influences it, right? But totally. I mean, that's where. I mean, or a lot of the stuff comes from. Yeah, from Kardashians. It really does. It's really? not. Wow. You know, we joke about it, yeah. but they've started a lot of trends. Okay, and the Visco girl stuff. A lot yeah, of that that's was true. online. It was, that was the last one. And yeah. the reason why you're not seeing it so much now is because the trend, because of the pandemic, is comfy clothes. People are oh, that's honestly right. dressing up sweatpants. That's probably it. Mm. So, Casey, you're good to go. Yeah, <laughs> you're a trendsetter. All right, yeah. let's talk you're about... Giorgio Armani of the sweatpants. Let's talk about bell bottoms. Uh, though bell bottoms are mostly, most closely associated with the peace and love era, the 1960s and the early 70s, uh, they may date back as far as the 17th or 18th centuries when they were worn by sailors on American Navy ships. Yeah. Where they were eventually phased out, um, uh, phased, excuse me, in... Um, Phased out in the years after World War II. As uh, Brittany King writes, uh, bell bottoms rose to prominence among youth of the 1960s as an act of rebellion. Instead of opting for the fitted pencil skirts of the more conservative generation prior, young people chose to literally wear their distaste for the current social climate on their sleeves. Thus, bold pieces like wide leg jeans were adopted, defying the mainstream as a statement against the very unpopular involvements of the government at the time. So, I never had full-on, legit bell-bottoms. Uh, 
I liked. I think they. I like cool. the. I, I like the flared. Yeah. I yeah. I like. Okay, so you the, the boot cut or something like yeah, that. No, no, no. Yeah. The, the flared. Like I had no. I had nice like big old bell bottoms. Did that you? Was, oh yeah. yeah. I loved that. That was that was my trend. If I could wear that forever, I would. It tended to if it would if you were um, if you were a bit bottom heavy, it tended to draw attention away from it. Oh, okay. I think they look attractive on on women. Yeah, uh, definitely. You Guys, think- you just look kind of like a burnout. You do, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you think um, like giant plaid pants will ever come back? Because I, I, oh, I, 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 I don't see no anything. Yeah. yeah, anything, any trend, they do come back eventually. Yeah, they may um, not come back for long, but I th- plaid will probably come back at some point. I was wondering if it, if it might have happened, came and went. Uh, do you remember what was that song? Thrift shop or whatever came yes. out, and people started. Oh yeah, Macklemore. Yeah, yeah Macklemore. That great was song. It, and started wearing some. <laughs> Old beat up clothes, yeah. and, and I thought maybe that 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 trend yeah, would start to yeah. take off the really ugly pants. Well, people get tired of spending two hundred dollars on jeans, and they realize that if they're going to be fashionable, they can also go to the thrift shop and, and buy the stuff. Uh, Preston, on this list anywhere, are there jean jackets? Do they talk about those? Or just mm, just the pants? These are all just pants. Okay, um, but jean jackets, I remember that was a big thing, man. When when I was a if you were if you wanted to be in with like the stoner crew, which I did, <laughs> and uh, so I bought one when I was in junior high, and of course it was you know brand new and looked really stiff, and I had to, it took a couple of years for it to to settle in, but but denim jeans and the uh, and and a uh, I'm, I'm sorry a denim jacket and a Jack Daniels T-shirt. Okay, yeah, yeah. that was it. The kid in uh, uh, Johnny's son in Cobra Kai in season two wears a jean jacket for a little bit, and you know he here's a, a kid representing a, a modern teen. And it looked good on him, and I was—I yeah. didn't know if it was fashionable for teenagers to wear them again. Nick Murphy wears jean jackets all the time. Does, does he, he not? That's yeah. true. Yeah. Is That's he true. doing it to be fashionable or for comfort? Uh, it's a tribute to Cobra Kai. Gotcha. <laughs> I think it's a fashion thing. Our former intern, uh, Mars Demera, she used to wear a, a denim um, vest. Really? Yeah. Remember with all those patches oh, yeah, all over? Yeah. Oh, it was great. Yeah. I, was pretty yeah. cool. I love that look. Yeah. All right, here's another look. Denim stirrup pants. I don't oh know what these are. Oh, my God. Kathy? I, yes. They had stirrups on the bottom of them, so you could tuck them into your, your socks or your shoes, whatever it was, your boots. Okay. Uh, they originated oh in... I, I'm not sure. I'd, I'd have to see a picture. Like, just went around your heel okay. so that everything got tucked in. Uh, they originated in jodhpurs? Oh, the jodhpurs. Yeah, those are like uh, Indian pants, and you'll they kind of look like riding pants a little bit. Okay, yeah, and they, they were worn during houseback... Uh, houseback right. <laughs> houseback right. Horseback riding. Man, yeah. I didn't know your house ran so fast. <laughs> uh, those little pieces of fabric and later elastic were added in the 20th century and were great at keeping pants from riding up as you cantered around on your horse or skied. So the stirrup would go at the bottom of the pants would go actually tuck under the shoe and, oh. and be rubbing against the ground as you walked? No, 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 no. This is a bad example of it So um, because that's just a regular shoe. Yeah. No, it would go inside. So it would go inside a sock. sock. Like we wore them with the big... Wigwam socks. Okay. So it was so the jean wouldn't ride up and wouldn't come you. out of the sock or uh, okay. come out of the boot. All right. Um, so, Nick, you played Little League Baseball. We had stirrups. Why did you wear stirrups? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. There was uh, no yeah. point to were they, were they, the so- they were yeah. just socks that went over your regular socks. Yeah. Were they intended to hold socks up? No, because... I don't know what those things were for. I had to wear them. Wait, too, it was separate of the pants. Yes, yes. So, so separate it, and the socks. Essentially, you were pa- wearing a pair of these stirrup things over your socks. Right. So let's. Uh, the team that I played on our colors were orange and white. Okay. So my socks I wore were white, but the stirrups that I put on were orange. Uh huh. So you essentially had yeah. the top part of the sock was a solid orange, and then it went into a stirrups on the side, so you saw the white as right, well yeah, underneath. Okay. Was it simply for decorative know. purposes? No, I'm, I'm I'm right. It's it was to hold them up initially, socks, and then it became fashionable. All right, okay. okay. 
Thank you. I, <laughs> yeah. I always wondered I that. A, mm. All right. Uh, so anyhow, the stirrup pants, uh, apparently in the 80s, they uh, became a bona fide fashion trend eventually made into uh, bright colors and denim. And most recently, people have taken to donning them with sandals. Sandals? Uh, which is weird. I don't know. All right. Uh, denim hot pants is another jean trend. I wore those all the time. Yes, you did. Absolutely. <laughs> for a second. Well, when I first... Yeah. I just, like, for a, a microsecond, I'm like, he did? No, it's Steve. <laughs> Never mind. Well, when I first entered the business world... <laughs> yeah. Uh, the trend began with short shorts in the 1950s. Well, who wears short shorts? You Preston? wear short shorts. Yeah. Dude, they can be hot. Uh, they can oh, be they can be super hot. Insanely sexy. Yeah. Uh, then at the end of the 60s, British designer Mary Quant designed hot pants, uh, which might hot trace pants. their uh, history to fashion icons of the 30s and 40s. And they had an inseam of a mere two inches. Wow. <laughs> hot pants were made from a variety of fabrics, including denim, uh, most notably Daisy Duke from the Dukes of Hazard. And yeah. she got the name Daisy Dukes. But they, 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 there are far, far tighter and smaller. Oh, when, and when Daisy Dukes got the name and there was yeah. a song that came out. You remember that song, Daisy I do. Dukes? Yeah. Give yeah. them Daisy Dukes. Them big old legs. Anyway, um, and then they started getting stupid skimpy. Yeah. Uh, which I was not objecting no, to. absolutely not. Uh, but as many trends on this list, uh, as with many trends on this list, you can still buy a pair uh, today. In horror movies, there's a legendary uh, scene, I believe it's with Daisy Dukes, and it is the second um, Friday the 13th. There is, I don't know if you, it's one of those iconic ones when people talk about, you know, the, the Women in, in horror movies and femme fatales and yeah, all that stuff. So yeah. there is a scene. One of the girls is walking along, and there's sort of a loving shot on her Daisy Dukes. Ooh. And she just goes to conventions now. She still, you know, looks attractive, but she's That's an older woman. Thing. That's her thing. She's the Daisy Dukes actress from Friday the 13th, too. Pull up uh, Friday the 13th to Daisy Dukes. Thank you, Connor. All right. Uh, we got to wrap things up here. So I got two more. Uh, Capri jeans. Mm-hmm. Uh, range in length from just above the knee to rising above the calf and uh, can be skin tight or baggy. While it's unclear who invented them, originally they were a tight-fitting trouser named after the Italian island of Capri before okay. making the jump to denim. They're are they pressing. different than clam diggers? I mean, I think that might Similar? be just a nickname. Okay. Clam diggers are like a little bit short, like ankle height, you know, but this was this was a little shorter. This was mid-calf or even a little bit higher. Right. I wore these as well. I like those with, uh, you know, like a little bobo shoes and short socks I like, or no socks. And a crop top. I, I think that looks really cute. And an Easter hat. <laughs> I, I wore, I had clam diggers. Did yeah. you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they weren't jean. They weren't denim, though. But uh, And we just saw the picture of Friday 13, too. I I support that. All right, and then one last one. These are denim trends. We're going through the history of denim trends. Um, pleated jeans. I hated them. <laughs> I never had I pleated had the, jeans. I did. Uh, yeah? yeah. Uh, I, I, did. I like pleated pants. I like pleated, I do like pleated pleated slacks, if right, you will. But pleated jeans just to me look <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Uh, they were a practical design feature to increase mobility and comfort at the hip. I'm pretty sure I had pleated acid wash jeans. Wow. <laughs> That's as 80s as you could get. Uh, the denim version of pleated pants became especially popular in the 1980s. Uh, once the trend finally died out, America couldn't get them out of their closet fast enough until recently. You guessed it. Pleated jeans starting to make a comeback. Well, to me, they look, it looks article. like pants that were trying to be slacks. Right. 
Yeah. Right, I mean, exactly. jeans are trying to be like, you know, oh, it's yeah, my business pants. attire. Yeah. yeah. So what you see now are the pleats with like, and it'll go up higher like the mom jean, and then it comes with like a self-tying denim belt. Oh, my oh God. really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyhow, thought you'd find that interesting. Nice. Denim trends and where they came from. We're going to take a break. When we return, some Bizarre File stories are up next for you. Stay with us and listen closely to this bit of information about some money you can win. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shops. That's right, and this month's band is Party Muscles. Party Muscles, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. We're going into the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Landis Theater. Come on, feel the noise with Quiet Riot, March 6th at the Landis Theater in Vineland, New Jersey. Limited seats available, thelandistheater.com for tickets. All right, we'll begin with this. A Utah man pleaded guilty Monday to damaging United States property while searching for the treasure buried by Forrest Fenn. Huh. This is the treasure we've talked about many times over the years. Right. We finally found out who got it. Millions of dollars buried somewhere. It's a cryptic uh, poem that told people where to look, and somebody finally found it after years of search. Well, this guy, Roderick Craythorn, admitted to digging in the Fort Yellowstone Cemetery inside Yellowstone National Park. He was indicted by a federal grand jury in September on charges of excavating or trafficking archaeological resources as well as injuring or plundering federal land. Anytime you throw the word plunder Plunder, in there. Plunder, yeah, unless you're a pirate. Uh, U.S. Attorney Mark Klassen said the defendant let his quest for discovery override respect for the law. The treasure itself was found in June after a years-long search that injured many and killed five. But this guy... Craythorn faces up to 12 years Jeez. in prison and a fine of up to $270,000 for both charges. He must have gone nuts. They don't mess around. Um, and there's an opportunity for as many as four years of supervised release. His sentencing is scheduled for March. Yep, don't mess with the Well, pen. at least he didn't get it. Uh, this is in Johannesburg, Pennsylvania. A Elk County man said that he was curious and bored. When he set fire to the old Johannesburg Hotel last week. Oh, man. Curious and bored. Which yeah. one directly led to the fire? Bored? I'm gonna, uh, maybe curious. Curious. You know? What would it be like if I burned this hotel mm. down? Um, police say Andrew Higdon is facing numerous felonies, including arson, reckless burning, risking catastrophe, and others. Authorities were called for a fire at the three-story hotel after arriving mm. on the scene. What would it be like if I burned this hotel down? A police officer says that he saw smoke billowing out of the top floor of the building, but none of the lower floors. Multiple fire crews were called in to help. Police say Higdon exited a nearby auto garage and approached police, claiming to have seen a man exit the hotel right before the fire started. He provided police with a very detailed description of the suspect. Details that police say Higdon wouldn't have been able to see from his vantage point about 100 feet away. Why is it always the first guy that walks up to the police of the firefighters? It's yeah. usually the one who did it. 
Yeah, the owners of the nearby garage told officers that Higdon had stopped into the garage shortly before the fire and was drinking alcohol. Hmm. Uh, the owners told police that Higdon had disappeared several times for 15-minute intervals. Uh, the fire crews were eventually able to extinguish the flames after several hours, but the hotel was badly damaged. Police said Higdon then admitted to setting the fire, so police took him into custody and found a lighter on his person. He explained that he'd been drinking that day, he had entered the hotel before lighting several curtains and a pile of mattresses on fire with his lighter. God. He said that he made sure that no one was inside the building. All right, he so he wasn't fire. being yeah. reckless. But he claimed that he did it because he was, quote, curious and bored. I wonder how that'll sit with the judge. I'm sure that'll be all. We'll just release him. I mean, he checked to see if anyone was there. Listen to this. A porch pirate got his just desserts after being caught on video and getting arrested. The video, which was shared to Live League, shows the homeowner opening the door and catching the porch pirate in the act. He said, yeah, that's done. You're done. Uh, he shouted at the pirate. So the, the porch pirate runs to his car, and he's saying, I'm sorry, as he's doing it. <laughs> but he gets in, floors it to get away, but he turned his wheel too soon, and he got stuck in the snow. Ah, <laughs> that's great. Which yes. was piled up on the curb. So he jumped out and tried to push the car out. <laughs> When the homeowner tells him police are on the way, police arrived, they arrested him, and they pulled him out of his car before he was able to get away, but he got stuck. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, we're watching the video now, and oddly enough, the package he stole, it had a snow shovel in it. Oh, this poor son of a bitch. An attorney with more than 200 pending cases cannot practice law right now. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, man. Has an interim suspension. Court papers say Ryan Reynolds has a drug problem. Clients have accused him of trading drugs for legal services as well. Uh, Reynolds is with the Missouri Law Company. He was actually arrested this summer for trespassing. Police report says that he was at a mall with no shoes, possibly on drugs, and had trouble walking. Call me anytime, day or night. I'm probably high. (laughs) Just a few months before, after an ordered drug test, Reynolds tested positive for morphine. He had solicited, traded, and or accepted illegal drugs from his clients as payment for legal services. While at a criminal jury trial, he was under the influence of illegal drugs as well. The problem with most lawyers today is they don't get the drug addict. I do. Uh, Reynolds has filed a response. He denies the claims from clients as for the arrest at the mall. He blames a bad reaction to Xanax. (laughs) Sounds legit. Mm -hmm. All right, then we'll do one more story, and then we will wrap this up. Let's go with... I want to end with a good one. Um, how about, yeah, how about this one? Two people were arrested Saturday morning on suspicion of DUI. Two people in the same vehicle, which is interesting. Uh, According to the California Highway Patrol, officials said a man was driving a Toyota RAV4 with a woman in the passenger seat. After an argument, the woman grabbed the wheel of the car and caused the Toyota to lose control. The Toyota then crashed into a tree on the right shoulder of, and, and it overturned. So officers determined both the man and the woman were under the influence of alcohol. And since she grabbed the wheel, even though she was in the passenger. She was technically driving. She gets a DUI Uh, as well as him. So I'd never heard of that before. No, a twofer. Yeah, so they both got it in the same vehicle. And there you go. That's what I have in your bizarre file for today. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Don't forget, no sad dough starts tomorrow. want to just make sure that you're aware of that. We're hitting it hard because it begins tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Seven times a day, your chance to win 500 bucks. We're excited about it. Hopefully you are, too. Good luck. We'll be back in a moment. 
Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's dive into today's lesson question. Today we are going to be giving away a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. And uh, let me see here. A, how about, oh, wow. Okay. The Just Saying Institute recently added a Fermunda Cheese Aromatherapy Area and What Type of Repair Shop. <laughs> There were two two things that were said. It could be... It has to do with cars, okay? Yeah, yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Just saying Institute recently added a Fermunda Cheese and Aromatherapy area and what type of an auto shop. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer, and we're going to do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. Getting stories today. What's going on, Steve? Well, I don't know if you read this, person, but Kanye West made a big play to patch things up with Kim Kardashian on Christmas. He gifted her with five, yes, five Maybach SUVs worth over $200,000 each. Wow. Kim was apparently not as committed to patching up things and enrolled Kanye in the Jelly of the Month Club, <laughs> which is the joke that keeps on giving all year long. <laughs> And Princess Meta Marit of Norway recovering after breaking her tailbone while skiing. The princess considers herself lucky, saying she actually landed just a bit lower. She could have significantly injured her, quote, turd tube. Whoa! Yeah. That's not the way Princess usually talks. But anyway, Katie Curry, as we said earlier, temporarily will be taking over as host of Jeopardy. Curry, who claims to be a big fan of the legendary show, told reporters she's already brushing up on her wheel spinning. Heidi, let's see if uh, we can get an answer to this question. The Just Saying Institute recently added a Fermunda Cheese Aromatherapy area and what type of auto shop? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to Craig. Hey, Craig, good morning. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, I had the wrong button push. Craig, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. All right, Craig, what type of shop are we talking? Auto detailing. You are correct. But have also accepted auto repair shop, as both of them were said. So Craig got it, Rob. We're gonna right. We're gonna give him a fifty dollars bonefish grill gift card. You can start the new year off right with wood grilled specialties from Bonefish Grill, like the crave worthy risotto del mar with jumbo shrimp and lobster sherry cream sauce for only seventeen ninety. You can order carryout online at bonefishgrill.com. Delivery from DoorDash and Uber Eats or dine in. Whenever you are ready. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we're going to start with information about a group called uh, Ground Control. They're actually a super group with Dave Navarro, Corey Taylor, Taylor Hawkins, and Jane's Addiction's Chris Cheney. And they have signed on to take the virtual stage for a Bowie celebration called Just for One Day. So, uh, so ground control, control major time. Great name for yeah. a band. I love that. Yeah. Um, global streaming. It's a global streaming concert. The uh, concert streams at 6 p.m. on Friday. That's Pacific time, by the way. That's the Pacific Ocean. And that would be that, correct? Yep. And so it'll be nine o'clock here, right, uh, on the Atlantic Ocean, and will be available for twenty-four hours. The event celebrates what would have been Bowie's seventy-fourth birthday and the weekend of the fifth anniversary of his passing. It still blows my mind yeah. that he's—it's like Tom Petty too. It's just you can't believe they're gone. Other new additions to the lineup include Boy George, Taylor Momsen, Ricky Gervais, 
Uh, also, had previously announced were Duran Duran, Trent Reznor, Billy Corrigan, Peter Frampton, Adam Lambert, Gary Oldman, Gavin Rossdale, Joe Elliott, Perry Farrell, uh, Perry Farrell, sorry, uh, Lizzie Hale, and Charlie Sexton. Uh, those are just a few. Now, speaking of remembering uh, when things had happened and people had passed, it was one year ago today that uh, drummer Neil Peart passed away. Uh, one of the most groundbreaking and virtuoso drummers in rock music history. Died at the age of 67 at Santa Monica, California, where he lived. Uh, cause of death was brain cancer, from which he had suffered for the previous three years. And, of course, he was immensely private, and hardly anyone knew about it. I mean... It, it just it was a, blew me away. I had no idea. Nothing. No, no indicator. In fact, the same could be said of Bowie. Yeah. No, I, I had heard nothing. Next week sees the publication, and I have to get this, of uh, Neil Peart, The Illustrated Quotes. Uh, it's coming out on January 12th. Uh, the book is the first and only Neil Peart Quotes collection authorized by Neil himself and also serves as a love letter to Peart and his beautifully crafted words that have inspired and influenced millions around the world. The press release for publisher Simon & Schuster's Peart Collection reads in part, as the drummer and primary lyricist for the multi-platinum selling rock band uh, Rush, Neil had charmed for the rock band Rush. Neil had charmed the world with his introspective and eclectic writing, heavily inspired by science fiction, fantasy, philosophy, and his many cross-country trips on his motorcycle. Uh, Neil crafted universal lyrics that encapsulated the social and humanitarian issues of the time. So that is coming out on the twelfth. Miley Cyrus's forthcoming Metallica covers album will feature Elton John, Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and cellist Yo-Yo Ma. I think you're going to like it. Yeah, she, she thinks you're going to like it. Uh, the Midnight Sky singer uh, said, I did a Metallica cover of Nothing Else Matters featuring Elton John on the piano. I've got Yo-Yo Ma, Chad Smith, so many all-stars in this band. Uh, Metallica originally released a track in 1991. And uh, she had previously covered the song during her 2019 set at Glastonbury. So, so okay. So we'll see how this sounds. She's covered rock before and has done a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the the album that was promised that was going to be rock-leaning, you listen to it, it's a pop album. It's a pop album. I mean, yeah. they have two songs. One is basically a cover of uh, Edge of Seventeen, and the right. other one is a cover of the Blondie song. So those are, quote-unquote, rock songs. The rest of it, and, and I'm, this is not an indictment of the. I, I, it sounds good. I like the way it sounds. It is just not rock. Don't call it that. Don't call it that because um, it muddies up <laughs> what rock and roll is. Does she have a new face that she makes, Nick? Is that what that is? You're scrolling through pictures, and so she did the tongue thing for the longest time. It looks like uh, yeah. Is that uh, is that back? She's, no, 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 no. Now she's doing this. She's doing the Billy Idol. She's doing yeah, like oh. a, like a Billy Idol lip up with her teeth grinding together oh. like this. She's trying to look tough. Steve. It's like a Chris, oh, okay. Christopher Lloyd look. So because that's it's, a rock look. It's picture after picture after picture of her doing that face. So she must have. Sort of you remember, thing. like, in what was the movie? Um, what? Oh, uh, uh, Josie and the Pussycats, where the oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the, Seth Green's yes. character said, "You stole my look." <laughs> <laughs> and he does this stupid. I, I, man, I hate pursed that. lips. I hate that. So she's forcing a look. She's stealing Bruce Willis's butthole lips. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyway. 
Oh, that's that's no, uh-huh. no. Yeah. Okay, I have another story. One last one. Neil Young has sold fifty a fifty percent stake in his global publishing and income interest for his one thousand one hundred and eighty songs to music conglomerate Hypnosis uh, Songs Fund Limited. Uh, this news comes a day after it was reported that Lindsey Buckingham. Sold a 100% stake of his catalog. He sold everything. Yeah, no specifics were given regarding the financial aspects of the deal. What's going on with his... Gotta be huge. His his music company, his true... um, It's not title, it's... um, You're talking about Neil? Yeah. What's the name of that? That that it was acoustically... It it was digital that had the acoustic feel to it. They were trying to be better than MP3s. Exactly. They were better than MP3s. It was better quality. It just did not catch on. And most people couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The founder of Hypnosis, a guy named Merck Mercaduri. Merck Mercadurka? Merck Mercaradius. How would you say that, Casey? Uh, Mucaradius? Mucaradius, thank you. Merc, Merc, Mucar... Mercuradius. Merc, Mercuradius. That's Mercuradius. Mercuradius. Do you hear the audio of the... Mork, Mork. Yes. Merc, Mercuradius. Uh, founder of Hypnosis said in a statement, I bought my first Neil Young album, Age 7. Harvest was my uh, companion, and I know yeah. every note, every word, every pause, and silence intimately. Neil Young, or at least his music, has been my friend and constant ever since. Uh, I built Hypnosis to be a company Neil would want to be a part of, and we have a common integrity, ethos, and passion uh, born out of a belief in music and these important songs. That's what this guy said. Hey, bang, bang. <laughs> That's his name. Hey, bang, bang. Hey, bang. Hey, bang. <laughs> there will never be a burger of gold, he said. Oh, I was like... Like burger a, of gold, gold burger. French fries of silver. <laughs> I really don't want a and burger. And a chocolate gold. shake made out of oil. It's coming apart, man. He said there will never be a burger, burger of gold. Of gold, French fries of silver. I've been looking for a burger of gold. Old man, look at my burger. It's made out of gold. Exactly. <laughs> it sounds like a burger. That's the old man looking at burger. It's impressive, right? Gold burger? Yeah, look at the burger. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's somebody overdubbed that gibberish. It's not somebody really speaking. If you feel that it's... Hey, old know. man, look at my burger. Hey, burger, burger. Yeah, it's a burger. It's made out of gold. Hey, burger. Yeah, hey, burger. touch it. Go ahead and hey, touch burger. it. Yeah. What do you want? Hey, burger. I'll give you the burger. It's right here. Hey, Let him play with the burger. Hey, burger. Hey, burger. <laughs> Are we going to play with that for the next uh, week or so? Yeah. All right, I'll put it to the top. So he yeah. said there will never be a burger of gold, but we will work together to make sure everyone gets to hear them on Neil's terms. What does burger I have of no gold idea. mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's in parentheses. Is it a title of a song? I mean, I know there's there's heart of gold. Okay. A heart of gold. All right, and one last thing. Uh, this weekend featured MM artist is... David Bowie. Of course. We're just talking about that. Listen for blocks of songs from his legendary catalog, including live cuts recorded here in Philadelphia. Um, And um, 
Okay, never mind. <laughs> well, there's other information here, and it says ways to listen. Smart speaker, Alexa, or open MMR. All right, thanks. Uh, or free MMR app or FM radio. <laughs> it really says that. Here. Yeah. Wow. Okay. They had to include it? the FM radio portion the of it? FM radio in your car or garage, Nick. Okay. All right. Oh, I don't have what? a radio in my garage. I guess I should. Well, if you parked your car there. You I don't. One. Oh. Yeah. Damn okay. it. Yeah, I thought you were curious why that's in there. Maybe we have some people that just started and have never done radio before in their lives and they needed that information. I'm not really sure. It's like TV without the picture. Right. <laughs> All right. And that's what I have in music news for you this morning. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. We will see what Pierre's got coming up for you as well as getting your letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize when we return. Stay with us. Innovator. Icon. Adopted son of Philadelphia, David Bowie. This weekend, 93.3 WMMR celebrates the birthday of the Thin White Duke with featured blocks of songs from his legendary catalog, including live cuts recorded right here in Philadelphia. David may be gone, but his musical legacy lives on all this weekend. Happy birthday, David. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. We're getting ready to wrap up today's program on a beautiful day, beautiful January day. Weather-wise, nothing but sunshine, clear sky all the way through, nothing but blue. And uh, going up to about 45 or so. Well, clouds tomorrow, but then after that, it's nothing but sunshine. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday should be good, good stuff. Um, no guests on the program today. Thank you for your phone calls. We do appreciate that and your participation in the program. Getting hyped about tomorrow because uh, No Sad Dough kicks off. We alone will have two opportunities in the course of the show for you to win 500 bucks. That's awesome. Goes on through the rest of the day until 8 p.m., and that's on the uh, even hours um, so seven opportunities to win $500 real, real easy to do as well. So we'll give you a special code word and we'll tell you how to enter that to us. There's three different ways to do it. And you can go to WMMR.com to get all the details on it, but we'll make sure that we remind you as that is going on. Uh, Pierre is indeed present and accounted for. Good morning. I am accounted for. Good day. Nice to see you, sir. It's really lovely outside. Ah, oh, so good to hear. It yeah. is lovely. We need the sun. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's 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 cold and crisp, brisk, uh, but um, there's there's something fresh and clean uh, and lovely outside. I do love it when it's you got this. Listen, if the sun is on you, and it's you're you're wearing the, the you know nice jacket or coat or whatever, you'll be fine. Right. And the days like this, just uh, the air just feels better and your, no wind. Your description no wind. of it when uh, um, I went um, whitewater rafting in Colorado and. The guide, before we got started, he said, people ask us if the water is cold. He said, we don't have cold here. We have crisp and refreshing. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go with that. Crisp and refreshing today. I like that. Uh, Shall we do the letter of the day? That would be crisp and refreshing. Here we go. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. K as in kite. All right, and we have one more day, one more letter to go, and then we give away this JBL Party Box 100, a powerful, portable Bluetooth party speaker with dynamic light show that you can tape while you're kite flying. And uh, it's a $350 value. 
Coming tonight, by the way, to TBS, Burt Kreischer hosts Go Big Show, the most extreme talent competition ever with celebrity judges, Snoop Dogg, Rosario Dawson, Jennifer Nettles, and Cody Rhodes. Enter the Go Big or Go Home sweepstakes at tbs.com slash go big sweeps for your chance to win a Ford F-250. Now you can tune in to Go Big Show tonight. That is at 9 p.m. Uh, what do you have, have happening today? Well, I have on my uh, program uh, some really cool workforce blocks. Lincoln Park, uh, we have a request for 311 for today, which we will honor, and a block of Talking Heads. So we will get you going. Love it. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors. Best and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors. Also brought to you by your local Confidence Plus Service Center. Car need a service? You can find your location at myconfidenceplus.com. Uh, tomorrow is going to be a delightful day. We will have joining us a variety of interesting guests. Stone Cold Steve Austin will be joining us. William Shatner will be joining what? us. Oh, yes. That's right. Bill will be wow. on the program. And we will... I have a um, thing I need to clean out my nose with. You have a thing you need to clean out your Isn't nose with? Is that what he's talking lately? <laughs> is that what he's talking oh, about? I don't know. Oh, my God. Is that know. what he's calling in about? Oh, no, God. He's, he's got um, He's got that... Um, like this, the, uh, the, the nose okay. irrigation thing. Well, no, the thing that helps you. Oh sleep. no, yes, it's a smaller version of the uh, of the um, CPAP. CPAP. Okay, yeah, but yeah. he has a CPAP cleaner. He yes, I've off. seen the commercials. You're right. Uh, well, we'll see what it is. Maybe oh, it's I, that. I cannot wait to beam up. Nice. And then we will also have a gentleman named John Douglas. Author is that? Oh no, John Douglas. He is an author. <laughs> Uh, he wrote the book Mine Hunter, which is that series on Netflix, and Excellent. it's amazing. So that's going to be really cool to talk to him. And he is the man that is the subject of that, correct? Yeah, I mean, the star is really based on him and his life. Love it. All right, that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. And don't forget, no sad dough. That's tomorrow as well. We'll see you later. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Just want to say sorry to the teacher whose class I bombed on Google Meet today. Really sorry. Didn't mean to do that. But I do have to say, it's all this drawing the kids doing. They suck. Next message. Hey, it smells like somebody's smoking some weed, man. Next message. Hey, gossip girls, you can't lead us on like that. Who's drinking on the job? I want to f- know. I want to know so bad. You can't tease me like that, Kathy. You can't tease me like that, Casey. Come on, tell us. Tell us. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.